the Reaper, the Maelstrom, and the Thief is a Dungeons and Dragons show by Rollcast, intended for mature audiences. It contains mature themes, strong language, violence, and drug references. Full content warnings can be found on the episode's description. Hello, and welcome back to another session of The Reaper, The Maelstrom, and The Thief. As usual, I am Tom, your DM, and I am joined by JB, Coogan, and Gaz. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) Amazing. Hi! (laughs) Jumping straight into it, because we've not really got a lot of ground to cover from last session, but we've got a lot to do this session. When we last left our heroes, they had started at last their smuggling mission, wherein they were trying to smuggle in a large crate of the illicit drug Wormwood into Salt Harbor itself. Before they did this though, Gregor activated the rune that Ebchar Amrius Reap gave him in order to regain his memories, which was quite successful. After this though, it became quite apparent to the group that getting into Salt Harbor itself might be a bit of an ordeal, especially as the spell around the crate of Wormwood would drop the second they breached the perimeter which in turn would alert most of the guards to their location due to the very strong smell of the wormwood. So in order to avoid this, Ivok had devised a plan where they would skirt around the perimeter of Salt Harbor, drop down to where the docks were and enter that point, especially seeing as their drop-off point was the docks themselves. However, our group ran into numerous difficulties whilst traversing the perimeter including crouching away from guards in towers and managed to get around there, right up to the point of entering to a small wooded area next to the river. At this point, Rag decided that it would be a wise idea to talk to the plants and the trees around there uh, to gain more information. However, whilst he was successful in talking to the plants, he was not successful in gaining their favour. Instead, turning the entire woods, the entire trees in the woods against him, as they had inadvertently told the trees that they had actually ripped the skin off of numerous brethren of theirs and were using that as a drug. Because of this, they ran further along down the path, following the river itself until they reached a waterfall. Rag tried to scale down the waterfall using the infinity knot, however fell the last five or so feet. Gregor as he was waiting, tried to tie the crate up using the infinity rope, however managed to knock it out of his own hand and sent it flying over the waterfall. Luckily, Rag used his mage hand to push it back over the top and almost knocked out Gregor in the process. The crate at this point had broken open slightly and a bit of the uh, smell from the wormwood penetrated the forest. However, thinking fast, Gregor managed to fix the crate and lowered themselves down. Finally, Ivor had managed to catch up with the group and effortlessly managed to get himself down the waterfall. Before they set off once again towards the mouth of the river, 
The group looks around and Rag and Gregor realise that there were two more watchtowers near the outskirts of the Salt Harbour itself. So yeah, last that we left you guys then, you were at the bottom of this waterfall. Um, you'd all just managed to get there. Um, Ivor, you were surveying the scene around closer to where the waterfall itself is located, whereas Gregor and Rag were observing closer towards where the actual port is itself. So because of that, they were able to spot two more guard towers. Right, what shall we do, lads? Well, looks like we have two options. Do we go under or round? Rag, what do you I, think? I think I think under. I don't think we could tackle the uh, the ocean. Either how far can how far can you travel travel there by rig under? Oh, it's building a trench. Oh. Hmm. Well, those watchtowers are a bit of a concern, I must admit. I believe I can go easily make it under the tug under the wall quite easily. It's just how quiet is a different question. I was thinking we could go straight to the wall to the east. Just go east. Sorry, wrong way. Uh, west. We could go west. Just straight to the wall. Go under there. And just make up, try and make our way to the docks. What, and come out into the um, commercial districts? Yes. Uh, what about the guard towers, though? The guard towers are we looking will... out. They're not looking in. Yeah, but there's one pretty close, a little, well, further away from this wall. Where would you suggest borrowing through? Because if we come in between both the guard towers. Not between the both guard towers. Uh, the dock side of it. Well, gentlemen, may I just remind you, I saw the loose floorboards down at the docks. I believe in the district that looks like concrete of some kind. It'd be very hard to get up from underneath that. Mm. That's the point. As the floorboards down at the south, right at the docks, very easy. All we need to do is figure out how to get underneath the wall. I could do trench, but I just have a feeling that would make a bit of noise. Well, what about if we um, if we went in down here, into the ocean, uh, and swam around? Uh, could we? Do you think we could maybe get under a jetty uh, and come up through the floorboards that way? I believe that might be our quietest option. Go underneath. And what about the what about the crate? We're going to be able to because um, that's pretty heavy. That's going to sink. We're going to have to be able to hold that up. And it's not supposed to get water in it. Yeah. We've dropped it a few times, so I don't imagine it's. If it, if it even was waterproof, it definitely isn't now. Well, if the milk's already spilled... <laughs> well we can't get it wet. The whole it, it, it'd just be ruined. Um, uh, what about a, what about your ice raft? Could we make an ice raft and... 
I could. Do you remember how that turned out last time? <laughs> well, one of on an ice raft and uh, Gregor's rope. If one of us goes over, or two of us, either you. Oh, I see. I just stay behind and make the raft. We put the yeah, we float it and we can pull it round. Yeah, and we can pull it in with a rope. I go care. Yeah. Alright, that sounds like a plan to me. So... Thank you. But the real question is how to get past those two guard towers without them seeing us. Well, two of us are definitely going to have to go around, I think. Um, one, no, I, no, one of us. I think maybe one of us should just go around. Two of us stay behind. Who wants to go around? All the way back? Or? No, no. Around, uh, swim around. To get onto oh, the docks. And throw the rope over the wall. Tie it up. Tie it to the raft. And then I can, or whoever goes around, can pull it through. And then you guys can just swim across. Or we could just make the raft and all swim across and push the raft. Uh, it just might be easier if only one of us goes goes across. It's less less attention to start with, and we can scout it at the same time. Why don't we cause a distraction as well? Because we may not need to. Thank you. We could have that ready in case we do need to. Could set the woods on fire. I'd love to do that. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Do you think your three friends will bind? I don't imagine their immediate response would be that's people trying to smuggle something in. Fire's a fire. They happen. But it is also going to bring attention from all guard towers to this area. Yes, they all have to go around, but they'll be more yeah. concentrated on the fire. Mm. If we set it up further north, yes. then surely they'll all go north, and then we can just pop down south. Who wants to set the woods on fire? <clears throat> uh, is that what we're doing? <clears throat> I think it's a good idea. Just one of us has to climb back up the the cliff, set the woods on fire, and then rush down, back down to where we are. Down enough. Those trees, if I remember, look rather out the way. It's not like it'll catch the city on fire or anything. I think it's pretty safe. I personally don't think it's a good idea. I think if really now if, you're fire cautious. I just think we, we don't. Well, need, like I don't that. think we need to cause a distraction. I think if if something happens and we're and we're seen from this guard tower, we can just take take him out with a crossbow. <laughs> are you that good are at we, aim? Are we? I'm all right. Are we honestly going to think about taking out a guard? I'd rather not, but it's. I, th I think it's a little bit better than causing a huge distraction uh, for all the guards to see. I don't know. 
killing a man on duty, though. We'll put it to vote. All right. All those in favour of starting a fire. Raise my hand. Let's start the fire, then. Okay, guys, so... Can you just show me on the map very quickly whereabouts you're thinking of setting this fire? <laughs> All the way back around up north. Yeah. <laughs> just um, mainly because obviously I want to keep this going a little bit and not have the entire session be you guys going back up there. Yeah, it'd have to be back up there. Okay, so what I can say then to expedite this a little bit is... Rather than you guys, whoever's going, roll all of your movement rolls and stuff like that. Um, whoever dis whoever decides to go, just show me again on the map, please. It's just about... I was thinking about here. Nothing's coming up. Ah. I can see that. Yeah. Um... So if you go up to the corner of the wall, if you go up to the north where the wall bends round... Yeah, around about here? You see the guard tower, what's further down? The first guard tower. This one? Yeah. I have seen what you're doing. But, okay. Yeah, I can, I can uh, see... Directly opposite that, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I'm not... Oh, wow, yeah, the roll does come up on my screen at once. Great. Okay, so, yeah, I would need you to roll... Whoever decides to do it would need to roll either strength or athletics to crawl, uh, to get up the waterfall and then you would need to roll two stealth checks because you're going past both guard towers well you're not going past the second guard tower but you're in line with that guard tower alright who's the most stealthy I think it's super risky well I have a plus seven on my stealth I have uh now with this new armor, myself is no I've got at all. This, it says disadvantage on my stealth. So both Rag and Gregor has disadvantage on stealth. Right. On further reflection, maybe I might change my. Yeah, I hope you're a good aim with that crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we'll need it, but it's just in case. Yes. <clears throat> in heaven forbid, things don't go smoothly. <laughs> okay, so if you guys are traversing as normal, then then I'll yes. need you to do that D12 roll when it's your go. I believe we had it as... Gregor Rag Ivok? Yes. Okay, so let us clarify then. We go... To the wall and hug it all the way down to south. Yep, till we my, reach the water. And then I create a raft. We tie someone goes round to the other side to get under the jetty. We tie the wormwood to the raft, and that gentleman who on the other side pulls it through. And yes. then up to the log floorboards and we're there. We're clear. Yes. Yeah. What could go wrong? <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna Let's roll I'm gonna roll this time. What was it? A D twelve? Uh, D twelve, yes please. 
Yeah. I said, just bear in mind that, yeah, there's a guard tower down here. Oh, wait, you can't see that. I'm just gonna literally just. Yeah, just as a heads up, when you're moving, if you move there or there, then you do incur a stealth check. Can I use a bush off of it to put above me as I go towards the wall? God, you're going very Looney Tunes with this, but. Uh... <laughs> well, you know, like a camouflage. No, it just leaves. You know, I'd do that in real life. <laughs> uh, potentially. Uh, hang on, sorry, one sec. Rag, you have to move as well, I'm afraid. Yeah. I just wonder if that'll give me an advantage on my stealth or something. Ah, uh, right. Um, I don't think I'll that's too hard. I don't think I that's too hard. Because, I, 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 like, I, in real life, I would probably get some bushes or so as I'm looking. I was going to say, I don't, I don't think it is, but I would have to get you to do a, a roll, obviously, to check if that is with the stuff around you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, yeah, Rag and... Gregor, you both kind of like just pick the crate back up and just kind of shuffle along. You're almost pressed against the wooden fence in itself at this point in time. Oh well, I don't have any fence in it. Alright, I was going to say, Ivic, you're still on the edge of the woods down at the bottom of the waterfall. Uh, however, Rag, we're up to you. I didn't I did know they've already gone. Yeah, as Ivic yeah, is looking around the bushes and stuff like that, you know, like to try and sort something out. He turns back, and Rag and Rekha are already just kind of like uh, pressed like, again. Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> so yeah, Rag, we are up to you. Um. Okay. Let's roll. Six for me. Yeah. Okay. Um. One. Two. Remember, we are allowing diagonals as one movement space yeah. as well. Yeah. Now, where you move into the crate, is the crate going to be... Uh, would that, it'd have to be here, wouldn't it? Okay, would, 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 would you allow me to have it there? No. Yeah, yeah, that, that just yeah. means that it's pressed against the wall itself. Yeah. Well, not pressed against it, but, you know, like, it's next to the wall. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, okay so yes. how tall is this wall as well? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let me just load up the stats for Salt Harbor. Um, as I do though, yeah, so Rag... Right, three foot tall. It's taller than you guys. Um, so Rag, right, yeah, after Gregor has kind of led you to near where the fence, uh, the perimeter is, is itself, you just kind of realise that you need to be a bit further down towards the coast. So still hugging the wall, you both kind of shuffle downwards. Not too far, but, you know, enough. You're, you're definitely still making decent progress with this. Uh, the actual height of the height of it is not on that. That's the metric feet of it. So the height of this perimeter fence is around about twenty foot, give or take. It's not that tall, then, is it? It's not that tall, but it's tall enough so that if you're stood next to it, you can't see into it. Even if you stood a fair distance away, it's hard for you to see into it unless you're on elevated ground itself. Yeah. Okay, I was just curious, that's all. That's fair enough. Ivor, we are up to you. 
Um, I'm going to follow the... Yep. Uh, Hang on, did you roll your d12? Oh. What? (laughs) (laughs) Why did you get a one? (laughs) Did you get a one? Because it's just showing the d20 that you rolled rather than a d12. No, I've done a d12 as well. It came up as a one. (laughs) Okay, well, I suppose take your ass back to where you was and move one square. Yep. Right. Um, Greg, I'll work to you. Back up to me. Alright. Yeah, back up to you. Yeah, I'm going to do another roll then. Nice guy. Eleven. Damn. One, two. That's good. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, so I need you to roll me a stealth check, though, please, because you're passing directly underneath one of the guard barracks. Uh, roll it with. Me as well. uh, yes, both of you, please. Roll with advantage, though, because you are literally, like, directly underneath it. Even though I've got disadvantage. It cancels out then, just roll a normal d20. Yeah, uh, roll me. Normal cell. Six. Um, I got an eight. So either, because you got, you're, you're further away, you're not involved in this. Potentially. <sighs> Let me just... Uh... I'm off for a kebab. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting Spicy involved. Spicy one. <laughs> what did you get again, sorry, Rag? Because you got a slightly higher number. Eight. So as you two are passing underneath, you're kind of like just holding the crate one hand in each, just kind of side-stepping. Gregor, you kind of, as your foot swings back across as you're in like two-footed and one-footed, kind of kick yourself, you pull a bit. Rag, you just about keep your foot in, but you kind of hit into the actual crate itself. Just kind of like a, a low foot type of noise. You continue shuffling down, and as you do, you hear just you just hear a guard. What was that noise? Just kind of looking around. Can I just hug the wall as close as I can? Roll, both of you just roll a stealth check with disadvantage now, please. He's a bit alert to where you are, but he knows that there was a noise, basically, but whether or not he spots you. Oh, nice, nice. nice. Okay, Um, 17. 17, and you (laughs) have... Natural one for me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Either one would have been. Yeah. So yeah, um, Gregor, you got eighteen, did you say? Uh, seventeen, Joseph. Seventeen. So yeah, after that initial stumble and the little foot, you kind of regain your composure, and again, you're just kind of like back flat against the wall. You kind of look up to where the guard tower is. You've passed it at this point. So you can like look up and across and you can see this guard um, kind of like removes um, a torch from the actual um, guard tower itself and it's now just kind of leaning out just like holding the torch down a little bit waving it as he does so rag again after slamming into the into the chest itself you kind of like it sends a shudder down your arm you drop 
the crate, and it just lands with a heavy onto the ground. At this point, the guard's like, I swear I heard a noise from over there, and just kind of swings the torch around so it's facing south east towards where you guys are. If you've got any reactions or anything like that, then feel free to take them now. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to cast Dancing Lights. Okay. But um, I'm going to combine the four lights into what I can do is a glowing, vaguely glowing humanoid of medium size. Okay. Um, I've got a range of 120 feet on it. So, so that um, would extend to around about here, I think. So near where the tree line is. Uh, if I went diagonally towards the wall, though. You're at the wall itself at the moment. No, sorry, not the wall. I mean this, um, what we have to climb over. Ah, the waterfall, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd like to, if you can follow where I'm going here, I'd like to run Hug the wall a little bit. Yeah. And just keep going out, not not get close to Ivokin anyway. Okay. Um, get over there and then I'll make it... Maybe we can reach there or something and disappear. Okay, yeah. I I can happily allow that. So yeah, Rog, you... How do you cast it exactly? Um, Never mind, as a bard, you do need an instrument of some sort to cast your magic, I believe. Um, I believe that's just an option, isn't it? Okay, that's fair, that's fair. Uh, so, that, no, that's completely fine. If you don't need an instrument, then you just kind of, you concentrate and you, you will these four, like, luminescent orbs into existence. The yeah, second they do... Like, like a match off the side of my leg and point it in the direction I want it to run. That's yeah, so you kind of like strike your leg and these four orbs appear and immediately merge into one humanoid form. The second it takes form, it does light up the area for a split second, but it's more of a blinding radiance than anything else, which yeah. definitely catches the guard's attention and it starts sprinting like literally against the face of the wall. Roll yeah. me a deception check, please. This guard's definitely seen this glowy boy, but whether or not he believes it's a real glowy boy. Fifteen. Fifteen? Yeah. I'm not do, sure if you can. Do, hang on, do show me. Right, okay. Um Can I use the ability that Gregor gave me to re-roll? Nah, I didn't cast it. I thought you did. He didn't, no. Oh, shit. And um, with a nat 20, I don't think that would have done any good anyway. I could have got a natural 20 as well. You could have, uh, but that's only a... No, no, actually, you couldn't have because it's a d4. You don't get to re-roll. You get to add up to four onto your Oh, roll. right, okay. Um... Mm. Yeah, okay. So unfortunately, yeah, you you kind of cast this glowing man 
and he starts sprinting up. And you can see the guard's torch just kind of like follow it for a split second and like there's tricks abound and just kind of whips it back around. He's now he's he's looking directly at you two, but you're not actually sure if he sees you two or not. Um can I just throw the cape of mount back on me the chest and Gregor? Let me just load up the count of month back so I can see the exact cape, sorry. Yeah, not the count. Just pull out a human, the count of month back. Everyone, into the bag of holding. <laughs> you can't actually throw it over anyone apart from yourself. Shit, I can teleport. Um... Very. Actually, no, I'm going to let you just, yeah. Can I can I carry anything with me as I do so? The user can also bring along objects as long as they don't exceed carrying capacity and a willing creature of their size or smaller within <sighs> five feet. Yes, Gregor, would class as within five feet because you are both carrying the crate and that crate would also work because with the two of you both carrying it, no longer exceeding your carrying capacity. Oh, God. Um... The only thing that I... No, actually, I'm going to let you try it. Try. I'm going to let you do whatever you want first, and then I'm going to expand on it a little bit, if need be. Dependent on what you decide to do. But yeah, as as this guard is whipping the torch around, I'm going to assume then, Rag, that you decide that a good idea would be to reach into your bag of holding, pull out this dark black cloak with a maroon red underside, and just kind of like cloak it around yourself very quickly. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. Um... So just just to let you know, once you've cast the actual action, that is your go over, and it's down to Ivor. What, just by putting it on? You've already cast Dancing Lights. Right, okay. And this will be another, like, major action. She'll have taken two proper actions type of thing. Can I not use it as a bonus action? I mean, technically... Dancing Lights is a cantrip as well. Yeah, but cantrips count as an action. (laughs) The, The only reason I'm letting you do two actions in one turn is because you're not moving. Hmm. And I've done two actions, he's saying. No, no, once you've used the cape of the mount back, you'll have done two actions. Oh, right, so you are letting me do that. Yeah, 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 I'm just not okay. letting you do it. Once you've, once you've, sorry, putting it on itself isn't an action. Yeah. Um, once you've used it, that's your go done. Right, okay. <laughs> um, would I be able to bring myself into the city walls? Because it does say a place that you can see. Um, visualize, see, or describe. Mm. So, it, it, would I be able to possibly get onto the docks? You can certainly try it, but just roll me a... As you're thinking on this, as you're pondering whether or not it'd be possible or not, roll me an arcana check, please. Eight. Okay. 
there's a very slight niggling fall in the back of your head. You're not quite able to grasp it fully, but you're thinking this cape is magical. It's what it's going to do cape. is magic. Um, uh, fuck it. I'm going to use it to. Um, I'm going to say to Gregor. Gregor. Yes. We're leaving. Hold on. Uh, I'm just a bit confused, but. I grab onto the, the crate. Yeah, I'm going to take Gregor and the crate with me. Uh, I'm just going to go to the edge of the wall here where we are originally trying to get to. Yeah. And teleport to there. Okay, so yeah, Rag, you kind of, yeah, you kind of turn and look at the door, uh, look at the wall. As you do, sir, like a quite large ornate metal door just kind of appears on the wall itself. Do you open it? Yes. Do I see the wall? Uh, do I see the door? You can see it as well, yes. Yes, as I you, open it. As you open the door, where are you visualising again? Uh, the very last square where the, the land meets the water. Okay. As you open the door, behind the door you can just see the fence again, the perimeter. I can see the fence? Yes, as in, basically, it's almost like there's just the door and the fence directly behind it. Do you want to roll another Arcana check to see what's going on? Yes. Uh, Gregor, seeing as you can see as well, you can roll an Arcana check for this. Yeah, go on then. I like rolling. 17. 17. Oh, Arcana. 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 And I think to you, you've just kind of seen in the distance, right, just kind of whip on this cape, a door just randomly appear in front of him. 12, I got Okay, so Gregor, you're not really sure what's going on. There's just been a door that's kind of willed itself into existence after Rag threw on a cape. Rag, you... Sorry, go on. I was going to say, I just look shocked. It's like, this door's been here this whole time? Rag, that niggling thought in your head about it being magic and stuff just kind of takes full form now. It's a magic cape that does magic stuff creates a magic door that's all fine because you're on the outskirts at the moment however where you're wanting to magic into is protected by the new mind crystal as in it nullifies all magic so you can't directly teleport to a place that has magic nullification however you could think of a place that in Salt Harbour itself that doesn't have this magic nullification from the New Mine Crystal, you should be able to teleport there. <laughs> can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. Few places that I know you can go, Rag. I know. I'd love to go to to one, but I I can't get a budget. That's your call. Unfortunately, though, uh, that is the end of your turn. Okay. So, Ivak, we're up to you. You've just seen Rag kind of drop. You've seen Rag and Gregor trying to sneak their way across the guard tower. Um, there was a small bit of commotion. The guard kind of like whipped his torch around. You then saw Rag try to cast dancing lights after making more of a commotion and dropping the crate. You saw this humanoid figure run past you. But the guard's attention is still on Rag and Gregor. Uh, 
particular diversion, but... Don't know, I'd have to stick sweat out to get it round that wall. But as it stands now, you're going to get spotted. Uh, can I take my duck out and squeeze it? Ah, <laughs> you can indeed. Yes. Uh, once again, let me reel. We're having to dig deep into the pack of what the hell you guys have got here. So you pull out the ducky of terror. <laughs> Roll me a d. You squeeze it once, and you just hear a. <laughs> Roll me Please. a d four, please. D4. Two. <laughs> a two. So yeah. you squeeze it. You just hear a. <laughs> Nothing happens for a second, or so. And then straight in front of you, just like literally directly in front of you just hear like a pop and this really large goose appears like the size of you this goose appears just kind of looks at you just and stands up and walks away and literally fades out of existence where it was though there is a very large golden egg <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> the, the, gold, the, gold, the golden egg is literally bigger than your face. It's like almost the size of your chest. It's a giant gold egg. It's like proper solid gold. <laughs> you can't tell at the moment unless you wish to pick it up and, you know, like, uh, kind of like inspect it, essentially. God, this is not really what I was after. Um, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll try and lift it. <laughs> Roll me a storm check, please. Oh, it's not loud. <laughs> there is those possibilities with the rubber ducky of terror, but it's random. Minus two. Oh, no, sorry, no, it's six. <laughs> six? Let's go to say, Christ, you throw it your back. Um, you kind of like, yeah, you bend down and you try and pick it up. You get both of your hands around this giant golden egg. You kind of like perk yourself up. But you don't. You 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 make the pulling motion, but the egg stays exactly where it is. This egg feels solid. You can still move if you wish, or you can take another action, but that will make it so that you are unable to move. If you want, you can always squeeze the ducky again. I'll do that. Roll a d4. One. <laughs> Sorry, could I just say that I am actually proud to throw it? <laughs> okay, actually, yeah, so... I'll let you throw it first, and then I'm going to... Uh... Well, I'm not throwing it, I'm just ready to throw it. <laughs> like, when I'm squeezing it. I mean... I've about saw of what I was intending to do, but I just haven't said it yet. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna play this out first before it goes to the loo then. 
So you you squeeze it, you just feel like a and then again. But the, no, the second time it honks, it kind of echoes loudly. It's like as it's echoing, it's actually starting to get louder. It's not getting faster like last time, but it is definitely getting louder. Getting much, much louder. Roll me a con save, please. Sixteen. It starts to hurt your head quite a lot, but not enough for you to stagger anything like that. Just this honk, 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 honk. Can Just I... an echo everywhere. Can I put it down and move away? <laughs> you can if you wish. You can either throw it or leave it. Oh, well, I'll throw it if I can. To north. <laughs> north? Whereabouts? Can you just highlight on the map for me, please? Uh, this direction in general. <laughs> okay. Uh, I need to calculate something. I'm assuming this is really loud then, they're hearing it. Everyone is hearing this. Um, I need everyone to roll me a con save, please. As this honking is just like... Rag and Gregor, your heads are hurting as you're hearing this. I got 11. I got a 5. Do I have to roll again? Yeah, because you're in the vicinity. And it's got louder and louder. Eleven. Okay. Uh, let me just roll for the guards. He definitely didn't. He definitely didn't. <laughs> he definitely didn't. Pass. He definitely. Oh my god! Kill us. I killed everyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright. <laughs> okay, sorry, I just need to uh, sort something very quickly. <laughs> I need mm. to figure out where you guys are. So yeah, you guys can just hear this loud honking and honking and honking and honking. It's echoing through everything. You're feeling it in like your very, very bones. As it does... You're, both, you're all starting to feel just a little bit of pain. Um, I'm also definitely not stalling for time here. Hopefully this is around about right. So I'm just working off approximations here. But Okay, yeah, so you are hearing louder and louder honks all the time. It's reverberating through... All of your bones, all that you can hear is just <laughs> echoing literally across everywhere. You kind of suspect that even the people in Salt Harbor can hear it, even on the other end of Salt Harbor. God, was it? What has he done? You managed to just about squeeze that out before everything starts going a bit white. The like the the absolute pain from 
this honking noise just overtakes all three of you blackout. Oh, it's so loud. It was what? It was Thursday morning time at that point. It was dark in the morning, but yeah. So you guys kind of black out, and you when you wake up, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it is now daytime. You can all control your characters as like before. However, yeah, you it's now it is now morning. You can hear like birds cheat tweeting tweeting? Is that the right word? For birds? Tweeting, yeah. Tweeting and chirping, there we go. Um as you're all just kind of starting to wake up a little bit very, very groggy. You've all feel a lot worse for wear. Um, you're all just waking up, literally picking yourself up off the floor. Gregor. Yes. We've we've missed the deadline. When was the deadline again? Start in my head. When it was dark. I think we need to get rid of the evidence. I'll look, ar- I'll look around for Ivor. Can I see Ivor? Uh, Ivor is also just kind of picking himself up off the floor. Um, can, I, can I walk over to him? Right. Uh, you can, yes. How, however, as you do, sir... Sorry, I'm just resizing this video as well. As you do, sir, however... You feel as though you're hungover. You feel... I mean, Ivith, you've never really drank, so this is a bit of a new feeling for you. But, yeah, you feel very delicate. You feel very... As though, basically, um, you can't think quite straight. Your body is aching. Your head is still splitting. Each of you have one point of exhaustion. Where do you add that? Uh, I'm not sure on roll 20, yeah, but... You, um... Conditions here, look. Joe. Huh? Conditions here. Oh. But yeah, Ivok, you have now discovered one of the other effects... Well, two of the effects of the rubber ducky of terror. Well, technically, you've discovered three. You know that one of the effects is that the rubber ducky will honk and flash red and then explode after 20 seconds. Another one will summon a large goose, that laser golden egg, which is still in front of you, by the way. And another one will begin to honk. The honks will begin to reverberate and will render anyone within the vicinity, including the caster, unconscious for... A certain amount of time that you've not discovered yet. However, when you awake, you'll have a hangover and one point of exhaustion if you're caught in the effect. There's disadvantage on all the rolls for today, then. (laughs) Was not expecting you to use the Rubber Ducky of Terror. Was not expecting you to get that one from the Rubber Ducky of Terror. Just to let you know, though, 
I don't know if this will help or hinder you as such, but if you'd have thrown it, like, over this way, none of you would have been, well, either definitely wouldn't have been caught in the blast, and Gregor and Rag may not have been. Well, I'm going to throw it into a village of people when I didn't know what I was it was. To, to, to be fair as well, I would have had to have made the call as to whether or not it would have worked because you'd have activated the magic outside of the area, but you'd have thrown it into it. So whether or not that would have worked, I'm glad we didn't have to figure that out. Oh, yeah, that'd be Fine. Was that all the guards that was unconscious as well? There was many guards that was unconscious. There were still guards in other areas of the city. Well, all of the guards that were caught in the perimeter, caught in the like area of effect, not a single one of them passed. One of them got a natural what? one. He might be dead. Well, this is what I'm like. If I get to him, I'm just gonna say, maybe there's a chance I'll contact Blacktail, and they're still there. <laughs> I mean, what I'm gonna say now is that you guys, because it's no longer stealthing, it's daytime, and you know, the guards. Guards' rotations are a bit different. Um, the amount of security is probably slightly different during the day than the night time. You don't have to roll the 20 or not. You, you don't necessarily have to move your characters as such. You just need to describe where you're going, what you're doing, etc. Um, join the party anyway. Ah, oh, Yes, yeah, so Ivor, you kind of like stagger. You're literally staggering over, stumbling a little bit. You're still feeling very groggy as you reach them both. You've left the giant golden egg behind. Oh, well, that was unexpected. Oh, that was interesting. Um, what was with, that? With, uh, we've missed the deadline, haven't we? It would appear so, unless our contacts have blacked out. They could still be there. Where was the contact meant to be again? At the docks? Yeah, dock. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe he still is. Um, how do you want to proceed? Let one of us run ahead quickly <laughs> and find out. All right. I'll go. I'll. I'll go. I suppose. I suggest right. I stay with the thing in case we need a rush. Still. Oh, by the uh, way, I think your rubber ducky is still up north. Where you from? Oh, is it? Oh, I didn't think I chucked it. That's why. I thought you had. Well, no, because I was about that, and then you were like, no, 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 and then you goes white, and then blacked out. Oh, shit, yeah, sorry. No, you do have your rubber ducky then, because you didn't release it. Yeah, sorry, that's my bad. Right. I'm going to run down south then. Yeah. Try and catch uh, him. Try and catch him before he goes. <laughs> I'm just going to get straight in the the ocean um, yeah. and swim around, get up on this jetty. Um, if you'll allow me just to go straight there. Okay, yeah, so you run down, um, you run right down to the bottom of where the actual, like, terrain is. You look down and you see that there is a bit of a distance between the edge and the sea itself, but it's only, it's less than 10 feet, so you, you can dive in, like, literally, no problem at all. Okay. Um, you kind of swim around. Um, the sea's starting to batter you back a little bit as you do so, you're swallowing a bit of seawater as you do. But you kind of manage to swim around. There's this large kind of like 
outposty type of area uh, building essentially on the very edge of the docks. You swim past it, and a couple of people, including a guard or two, notice you. But you kind of like just clamber back up onto the excuse me onto the jetty itself. And as you do so, you're now like literally just dripping wet, dripping onto the docks. And the guard spots you as you as you do so, and he starts making his way towards you. Uh, I'm not going to run off. I'll, I'll allow him to approach. But before he does, can I just have a look round to see if there's anybody out of the ordinary standing? Yep. Yeah, roll me your perception, then, please. With disadvantage. Uh, yes, because of your rubber ducky hangover. It's a seven then. You're looking around, but you're still very bleary, you're still very not with it, as it were. You can only mainly see dock workers and guards. You're not sure if that means that the contact has actually gone, or if he's still there but hidden. Um, I'll, I'll just take a a walk around then. I'm not going to look at the guy that's approaching. I'm just going to walk nicely just around the docks. As if I'm heading into the commercial district. Or, yeah. You know, like I'm going to head that way and have a look around again as I do so. So as you're kind of like walking up the jetty onto the actual docks themselves, you kind of like turn as if you're heading towards the commercial area. And as you do, you just say, Oi! Oi! You there! Yeah. Now, what is it? I don't know if you know this or not, but it's not generally considered normal to be climbing up a dock on a morning from the well, sea. I've just, I've just been for one of my morning swims. I and when did that happen? When when did you go for your morning swim? Because I've been on this uh, dock all morning and I ain't seen no orc jumping. Well, I swam round from the other side kind of narrowed his eyes. You mean you swam from outside the perimeter of the city? Yes, I like to take a stroll in the morning. I mean, I have all this gear on. It's, I mean, look at me. I am. I like to do, obviously, like to do a bit of training. Obviously, you like to get yourself in shape and stuff. Yeah, but you do know that if you're exiting or entering the city, you're meant to go through the main gates so we can keep a track so that there's no undesirables, you know, coming into our our city. Well, I did leave through the main gates. Yeah, but you you understand our uh, our impasse here. Then, if you've left through the gates, we've got a record of you leaving, not of you coming in. Now, I don't think you just kind of looks you up and down. I don't think you're really up to much, too untoward. But let me just run something by you. Imagine, imagine you're one of those cultists that we hear about every so often. You go out, so you've got yourself a nice little alibi. Oh no, Mr. Guard, I wasn't here when the when the new mine crystal was destroyed. It kind of like raises an eyebrow at you at that. Oh yeah, I, of course. I understand your uh, your need for caution. <clears throat> um, I'll see that it won't happen again. Um, well, if you don't, if you don't mind. The new mine. I... What was that? Sorry. Sorry. Did you just say the new mine crystal was destroyed? No, no. He was using that as an example. Oh. He just kind of looks at you and goes, well, if you don't mind, and I suppose if you're a law-abiding citizen who has just gone for a morning swim, you won't mind. But, uh, 
me and my colleague here are going to have to escort you back to the main gates so they can actually keep a record of you coming into the city. You understand, of course. Uh, yeah, of course. That's fine. Just kind of... He does genuinely smile slightly. He, you, you get the sense that he no longer thinks that you're a threat, that you are just some orc who decided to have a morning swim outside of the perimeter. So he takes yes. you, he just kind of walks next to you. Are you following him now? Um, it's, but it's not optional, is it? So, I mean, you can do whatever you want. Anything is optional, technically, in D&D. Just whether or not you should is a different matter. Yeah, no, I'll go with him. There's a record of me uh, leaving the city, so... Okay, so... So, he kind of takes you through the commercial area, and as you do, as he does, you see, as, as usual, you know, it's very busy there. It seems busier than usual, actually, in the commercial area. Just hear a lot of hubbub, you know, like, people shouting for more and more things. Um, I'm just going to... commercial area. Shake my hair like that so all the water goes all over his... all over the guard. He just kind of stops for a second, just looks at his now sodden armour. You oh, could have sorry, done that on the. Uh, you could have done that on the docks, you know. Would have saved me a, saved me some cleaning later on. Wife ain't going to be too happy about this. <laughs> Women, eh? I know, right? Doesn't doesn't laugh or anything. Just I know, right? Leads anyway, you through. After... Yeah, leads you through the residential area, and you are now at this point in time. You are now in the outer area. Specific. Oh shit. You are now in the outer area, specifically where the gates are. Just kind of leads you up to the gates, uh, to the two guards that are stood there. Got this one here. Says that he uh, nipped out this morning for a morning swim. Kind of looks at you. What did you say your name was again? Um, I didn't. But it's Rag. Rag. Is that short for anything... It's short for Ragnarok. Ragnarok, alright. Just kind of like pauses, looks at one of the guards. Have a check in the ledger book. See when uh see when Ragnarok here last checked in and out. It's like alright, give me a second. This kind of burly looking guard just walks off into like a side room where the gates are. Brings out this massive and I mean absolutely massive leather bound book. Starts flicking through it. Ragnarok, you say? Ragnarok. That's correct. Looks at you. Are you a full-blooded orc or an half-orc? I'm a half-orc. Alright. Just looks through it. Ragnarok. Half-orc. Nothing from this morning. Looks up. Nothing from Thursday. Kind of fingers down. Ah, Ragnarok Half Orc, you signed out with uh, with Gregor, that dragon looking guy, and uh, Ivok Myelart, was it? Yeah, the that's human right. amongst you. Yeah, it says here that you checked out on Wednesday evening, quite late on Wednesday evening, and you've not been back since. It's Friday today, Friday morning. Wednesday evening? Yeah. Looks, looks here as though you've somehow like missed 24 hours of your life you're not sure how that's happened do you i have no idea to the ale a bit like... to it 
Yeah, it is a bit loud. Uh, hit, hit the ale a bit too much, have you? Oh, well, I must have done. Hmm. Well... Are you sure maybe... Uh, was, was it you that was on guard duty? No, but it's gotcha. what the logbook says. Whenever someone checks in or out, we put it down the time-ish and the date. Wednesday evening, latest evening, was when you three checked out. I'm just wondering if maybe it's been missed, but... I don't think it has. I was going to say, book don't lie, but the only thing I can think of is, uh, well, if you guys went out on a, I don't know, I don't know what you three were doing, it doesn't actually have a reason in the book, but only thing I can think of is if, if you came back in a less than good state, whoever was on that night would, may have just waved you straight through. I tell you what, tell you what, I'll have a check to see who was on watch for Wednesday night, Thursday morning. Just give, give me one second here. Give me one second. And he right. just kind of starts flicking through a little bit. He looks at you, not incredulously, you know, not, not like he thinks that you're bullshitting him, but he just looks a bit curious. Uh, all right. Uh, oh, oh. Let's see what might have happened. By any chance, kind of looks at you. When you returned, doesn't matter where, you know, like on the Thursday morning or the Wednesday evening, was there a guard who seemed quite young, very nervous, like a ball of nervous energy? I believe I do recall something like that, yes. Uh, that might have been Genesis then. It's not exactly what we'd call uh, good at his job. Seems to be uh, a bit of... New guy, you've got a new guy, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. We've had him for a while, but um, so something happened uh, a couple of months ago. I don't... I doubt you'll know anything of it, but one of the... one of the local storekeepers, his wife was murdered in the... Uh, near the slums. And Genesis was actually quite close to her. Ever since that's happened, he's not really been himself, been a bit on and off, not thinking clearly all the time. We've got a bit of a pool going, thinking that he was having an affair with her, or it was unrequited love, something along those lines. Anyway, if you were drunk, you and your friends were drunk, Genesis probably just waved you on through, so uh, yeah. tell you what, sign yourself in. What about your friends, the the dragon chap and the monk? Are they uh, back in, or? I don't know if they're back in yet. You'd maybe have to check the record for that as well. I don't think they're back. Like I say, I went for a swim and left them, so... That's, well, I'll tell you what. Just sign yourself in now. Uh, we'll backdate it for Thursday. Yeah, uh, Thursday morning. Just sign yourself in. And when your friends turn up, if you find them in the town, and the exact same thing happened at Genesis, wave them, them through. Sign in. Yeah, we'll get them to sign in. And in the meantime, I'll have a word with Kaverian, uh yeah. and tell him to crack down on Genesis a little bit. Yeah, of course. Yeah, if you maybe make a note as well for if uh, if they do return through the gate and this problem comes it's up kind again, of then... like wags his finger. Right, you are. That's a good idea. Just kind of gets a pull out. Just quickly scribbles down, turns the pages back a few so that it's back on Thursday morning. Spins it around. Now, if you'd like to sign your set, your name here, we can uh, just brush this all under the rug. Yes, of course. Yeah, I'll sign my name. Rag. Mm. Is there an end? Yes, we're back. No. 
Just kind of grins like you you're doing that. Just looks at it. Not the best penmanship ever, but it's legible. Well, oh, penmanship is never uh, really anything to uh, consider greatness. No, that's true. I've seen a couple of uh, orc scholars, but yeah, it is more the rarity than anything else. Anyway, have a good day. Don't be uh, don't be coming back in without signing in again. Like if Genesis is on again, make sure that you sign in because I mean it might seem a bit easy and quicker for you just to slip through, but if anything happens and you're not accounted for, but you found it in the town, it's not going to look good on your friend. Mm. I understand. I'll see to it that it doesn't happen again. Wonderful. Right, as you were. Have a good day. Aye, you too. As you kind of turn and start heading back into town, you notice those other two guards that were leading you have already left. Probably going back to the stations. Um, fuck. Right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> back to the docks. <laughs> yeah, so you kind of make your way back through the docks. Just roll me a history check as you do, sir, though. Please. History? Yes, history, please. a minute I'm losing it six so as you're walking through and you're making your way to the docks you pass through the town center with the crystal tower you're making your way down the commercial area do you just think to yourself that man said it was Friday yeah I did something's happening on Friday something's happening on Friday but yeah we need to immediately think You, you know you need to meet someone. What's your favourite colour? <laughs> Greg! Greg! Yes? yes. I, it's been a while, I don't think he's coming back. <laughs> yeah, he's been... It's been about 15 minutes at this point. I wonder if the guards got it. Maybe. What do you think of what should we do about this crate? Dump it. <laughs> well, I think what we need to do is go to that river and just throw it in. Yes, I think this operation's a bust, isn't it? Like, we don't want to be caught in this. Yes, and we don't want to be carrying around narcotics everywhere. Yes, you're absolutely right. Alright, so I'm going to lead it you know, to that little river that's just that's just about to go out into the sea. Yes, so I, Rob, are you just trying to do it by yourself? Uh, can you give me a hand, um, a book? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, so you both kind of, yeah, you both kind of wander over to the crate itself. You both lift it up on one side and you just kind of you're still finding it difficult to even walk at the moment. You're feeling very hungover. Like, yeah, it's not quite double vision, but you know, like when you're walking and you're just kind of swaying from side to side, not quite steady on your feet as you get to the edge of the river. You see that the river does flow out into the sea itself. I was going to say, before I do anything, it's like, what's that? What was that loud 
goosing noise. Oh, that'd be this blooming rubber duck. I thought you were going to squeeze it again then. That was out for another 24 hours. Yeah, so I didn't think it would do that. I was after something that made noise. Maybe not quite that much noise. <laughs> right. Oh, well. Let's live, and, let, let's live and learn, eh? You do. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to literally just get my dagger and then just like stab the side of the box. Okay. And as I do that, I push into the river. So you stab the side of the box, of the crate, immediately like cutting into it and like there's a large crack and stuff, immediately undoing the enchantment that masked any of the smell. So this really strong fungusy smell just almost erupts from the crate. You push it in and as it does you see like bits of bark exiting the crate going directly into the river. Yep. The water starts filling up the crate and the crate, still getting pushed along but quite slowly, starts sinking until it hits the bed of the river and it stops moving. As more and more of this bark is just like being released from the crate into the river, into the water street, into the water source, down the river, into the ocean, Potentially where people, you know, fish and drink and eat. You're releasing an entire crate of psychedelic bark. Your spontaneity, Gregor, never ceases to amaze me. <laughs> I look at it as not a problem because I, I, I always think I'm just getting rid of the evidence at the bottom of the, uh, bottom of the sea. I mean, it's not been pushed out to sea, it's sunk in the river itself, but the back itself is, yeah, it's starting to get carried away. Roll me a perception check, both of you, very quickly, though, please. <laughs> With disadvantage. With disadvantage for both of you, yes. What is it? Perception? Yes, perception, please. Nine. And what are you, Gregor? Nine. You're not sure, but both of you could swear, as you're seeing this bark just like exit and flow in the river, you're not sure, but you can you could swear that the river has kind of like gone a ever so slightly, almost imperceptible brown colour. I just let go. Hmm. Do you think that'll cause a problem? <laughs> just looking at Ivor. Nah. <laughs> Shall we make our way? <laughs> you guys, yeah, you guys have just tipped essentially drugs into the river, discoloring it, just like <laughs> walking away, whistling. Where are you guys heading? Nice morning for a walk, isn't it, Greg? Yes. <laughs> I think morning. we start walking quite fast now. Yes, let's say we go up to a jog. A little bit of business doesn't hurt, let's go. So yeah. where are you guys jogging, so sorry? 
Let's head north. <laughs> yeah, head north, uh, straight to the, to the cliffs. Okay, so we'll say that you guys managed to scale the cliffs, and I'm assuming you're going to the front gates. I was going to say I left rope there, I tied some rope there. Uh, okay, oh. yes. Am I going to cross the golden egg on the way back? You can, yes. It is still there. Hey, Greg, that duck thing. Greg? Yes? Do you know, do you know that duck um, possession I have? Yes. No, but rather weird thing happened before that echo of doom. Um, this giant goose appeared ahead of me and made this thing. Do I, do I see it? You see this giant gold egg, yes. Is that what I think it is? Dinner? Well, if you could crack it, can you lift it? Yeah, I'll try and lift it then. Roll me a strength check, please. Seven. Seven? And then, yo, yeah, I got, um, sorry, um, eleven. I rolled two sevens, though. Yeah, you, you try to, uh, you try to lift it, but, like with Ivor, you're unable to move it. It shifts ever so slightly, but not by much. Oh, that's a heavy egg. That to be, he's telling me that that thing is solid gold, because I couldn't lift it either. I, well, my dagger, I just give it a tap. Yeah, so you pull out your dagger and you just hear like a dink. It bounces off the egg. Sounds solid, like all the way through. Yeah, it, it, there's no reverberations, it's just like a dink. I think that's pure gold. Well, I think that'll be worth pretty penny. Might be worth a bit of compensation, don't you think, for our fails? Uh, good point. Good point. Yeah, let's try and take it. Come, come. I just grab one side. It's like, can you give us a hand lifting it? Uh, yes, yes, we don't bother all the noise. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, just roll a normal strength check with no disadvantage because you're both helping each other at this point. <sighs> Ten. Yeah, not. I was going to say normally you'd have advantage, but it just cancels itself out. Sixteen. Oh. Okay. Uh... Yeah, Ivor, you're still struggling a little bit. You're managing to just about raise it a tiny bit off the ground. But, Gregor, you're able to pretty much just hoist it up to your chest. And because of that, Ivor, with the weight then taken off of you, you're able to push it up as well. Um. <laughs> no, so... You're now both carrying a large egg. <laughs> I'm just so, we have to get up that cliff and that as well, though, don't we? I tell you what, shall we just bury it and we'll come back if we need money? <laughs> good point, good point. Yeah, okay, we've got to start digging a hole in the ground. Okay, whilst this is happening then, as you go, we're just going to say that you managed to dig the hole and bury the egg, and I'm assuming you go to the main gate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As this is happening, Rag, you said that you were heading back to the main gate? Yes. Yeah, I'm heading back to the main gate. Okay. You are uh, currently at the moment in the outer area, then. Um, so, like where that large circus tent, etc., is. Yeah. Before you reach the main gates, could you roll me a perception check, please? Can I just say, can I put like a marker where that was? 
Yeah, so Ivy, you kind of like just put like a little stack of rocks to almost denote where it is. Seven for me. Seven, okay. Sierra, I guess you're walking up the like dirt path towards the main gates. You're kind of looking around as as you, as you would basically just like trying to look normal and whatnot. On the left hand side, so where the outer residential area is. It generally looks normal-ish, but there does appear to be a couple of broken... Some things that seem to be slightly broken. There seems to be a bit of smoke coming off one or two things as well, but you're not really paying too much attention. You're unsure if that's a controlled fire or not? Uh, Yes, one second. So it is around this area. Right, okay. Again, you're not sure if this is a controlled fire or not. You can just see a bit of smoke, but with your perception, it's kind of more out the side of your eye than anything else. Um, I'll keep my eye on it as I walk towards the gate. Uh, do you want to roll just a normal perception check then, without disadvantage, because you're passing by it. You're you're not far. You're about twenty-five feet away from it. Nineteen. As you're passing by it, you notice that it looks to be a a very, very small type of farm. It looks like there may have been chickens in there at some point or another. However, it looks like the like the fences towards the pens have been burnt to cinders. And there seems to be quite a lot of blood strewn across the floor. Uh, um blood as in from the chickens from the distance where you're at you're not able to tell you can just see a lot of claret around the area whilst these fences are still smoldering um i'll go check it out so yeah you kind of break away you kind of like pass by the large circus tent the like store selling some stuff on that side and as you begin to enter towards where the farm is, you can just hear more hubbub around. You can hear a couple of farmers like just chatting to each other. One of them sounds increasingly worried. As you're as you're getting towards them, as you're reaching closer towards them, you can just hear I didn't I don't know what it was. It looks like a it looked like a monster. Braved fire and the next thing I knew, the entire fig was on fire. And none of my chickens made it. Snarled at me and then went off. <laughs> you, you, you can just hear the other farmers. Oh, well, I'm sure we'll find it at some time. Yeah. Have you told the guards about it? No. I've not told any guards. They won't believe me that I dragons around. Uh, okay, with that then... I'm not going to say anything to them. I'll return back walk to the main gate. You are now back on the main path. There's birds cheeping overhead. You can still just about hear some of the farmers chatting. It's less a chat at this point. It's more of a general worried kind of like, oh, fuck, what are we going to do? There's a monster loose. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> Am I at the guard tower, the main gates? Yes, you have now passed 
to the point where you are at the main gate himself. I'll just shout if they're going out. Ragnarok signing out. All right. Yeah, Mark I'm going to go. Down on the log. Thank you. I'm going to go see if I can find my other two. Try not to lose another day again. <laughs> um, uh, uh, these uh. these horses. Yes. Out here. They are the uh, horses. Oh, okay, so I cannot rent one. I mean, you'd have to chat to Colvarian, but seeing as the guard horses, I doubt it, mate. Uh, Colvarian's in that big building over there. Just points, and you can see the guard barracks. Is it really close? It's literally next to the town gates. Uh, I'll just quickly run over to that little guard tower then. and. Uh... Okay, give me one second. So yeah, you exit the city gates. Sorry, the town gates then. Uh, let me just load this up. So yeah, as you exit the gates, you see that you are now in front of some guard barracks. It extends from the town walls although it doesn't actually cut into the field itself. It's made out of complete brickwork. Um, and as you'd expect from a guard barracks, there are a lot of guards around on the outskirts. It's relatively unassuming, the entrance that is. There's a st uh, arched stone, arch stone doorway. There's two guards stood either side, manning it with spears. There's not an actual door in itself. It's more just an archway. I said to the two guards, I don't suppose I could rent one one of your horses for the day. They both just kind of like blankly stare at you, look at each other, look back. You have to speak to Corvirian. He's the one hey. in charge of all of this. And where is he? Kind of look at each other again, just kind of nod. Through here. I guess I'll enter. <laughs> So you pass between the, the them. side quest coming on here. Yeah. You pass between them, and there's another large doorway, and it's a large set wooden door. There's an external metal latch that you can see on approach, but the latch does appear to be off at the moment. Uh, bang on the door. Cavarian. The door just kind of swings open slowly. In front of you is a long passageway. It's just like a straight passageway, but as you're looking down, like before you've been taking a step, you can see that on the left hand and on the right hand side, there is one room apiece, and at the very end is another doorway. I presume the door at the end is the main door. You can walk down there if you wish. Oh fuck it. It's not worth it. Um I'm just gonna leave. I'm just gonna leave and start jogging around. So yeah, you just kind of take too long just to get a horse. You kind of like just turn around and walk back out of the door, just shut the door behind you. As you're exiting, you see the two guards that were stood there. You find Corvirian. No. Oh, he's in the quartermaster's chamber. Thanks anyway, but it's it's all right. 
I don't think he's uh, he's gonna let me, to be honest. Nah, you're probably right there. He's a stickler for uh, taking things out of our inventory and whatnot. You probably have to do quite a big job for him. I'll pay quite the price. Mm. It's fine. Thank you for your help anyway. No problem at all, citizen. If you're in a, ever in any need of a guard, shout for a guard, I guess. Ha. Ha ha. With that, I'm going to start jogging. Okay, running around where... and try meet up with where I well where I remembered they were. Okay, so it takes you a good five or so minutes to go from the barracks itself around the corner, around all the perimeter. As you are heading towards where the woods are before turning downwards, in the distance you actually see Rag uh, not Rag, you see Gregor and Ivor kind of making their way up the path to you, or up the field to you. Ah, uh, Ivok, Gregor. I'm just whistling, just warning. There's our friend Rag. Alright, Rag. Oh, I managed to get back in the end. One of the guards saw me as I was climbing up and uh, I wasn't accounted for uh, in the city, so I had to go to the guard tower at the main gate and sign in and it was a bit of a, a, bit of a kerfuffle. Um, oh well, we, unfortunately we decided better of it and dumped the merchandise. That's, I'm glad you did because um, it turns out it's Friday. Friday? It's Friday. We must have been knocked out for a full day, a full 24 hours. Do I know what's Friday? Friday. Um, um, everyone roll a history check to see if you know what Friday is. I rolled a nine. A nine? Uh, I can't remember. I'm the same nine. Really? Because it says 17 down here. Yeah, a disadvantage though, wasn't it? Oh, 11 for me, sorry. Not ah, nine. okay. 11. Four. And nine. Okay. Um. So, Gregor, you're just kind of like, oh, it's Friday. That's cool. Oh, wow, we've lost a fair amount of time. Wow. Yeah, I, wow. Yeah, just pretty much wow. We we were asleep for a long time. Ivor, you know that there was something that you're meant to do on a Friday, but you're not sure what it is exactly. Um, Rag, what did you get again? Sorry, eleven. Yeah. You know that you need to meet someone in the early afternoon, but you're not completely sure where mm. or who. Thing is, we like. We sort of know, though, don't we? Don't we have to? We do, yeah. But I was going to say, you know that something is definitely happening on Friday. We're just groggy and stuff like that. Why don't we get some rest and then we'll figure it out tomorrow? Uh, well, tomorrow's another day. Yes. Yeah, this is Friday, and we have something to do on a Friday. Somebody to meet. Because there might be other people in town that know who you're meant to meet on the Friday. I know who I'm meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, let's go see Edgar. It's gonna say, unfortunately, this is the thing where you as the char- you as the player know more than you as your character. Yeah. Uh, I tell you, and, we'll go to the cabin. We'll, be, we'll talk with. Um... Yes, yeah, but just let me say this first. Um, the guard um, was a little bit confused because. 
Uh, I obviously swam in from, from the port side. Um, I had to go to the gate because we're supposed to check in and out. Uh, and obviously we checked out on Wednesday night. And we've only just checking back in yes. on Friday. They're finding that a little bit suspicious. So uh, it turned out that the guard that was on that night is a little bit, well, let's just say is is a little bit useless at his job. Um, so they've put it down to an error on the guard side of not writing us down properly. So I've managed to get us all the way through, but we just need to remember to sign in and out every time. So if you just follow my lead, when we go back into the town, um, they'll sign you back in, but just don't mention anything. Do what okay. you say, right? But surely nothing's amiss. We're just signing in. The last time we signed out. Yeah, but it's because I swam. Oh. I swam in to the city and I'm not supposed to without checking in. Uh, and then I, I, I told him that I went for a swim this morning because I thought that's what what time we left but then it turned out at the gate it was Wednesday that we checked out so that's where the light came into it um, also uh, Bimit's destroyed some farmland and some chickens <laughs> good old Bimit <laughs> yeah um, just as we enter into the city as well you'll see on your right hand side that is uh, destroyed quite a lot of things um we need to do something about that and keep him in check because he can't be doing that here. No, no. Well, uh, last thing is, like, I'll say we. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say, well, we we're going to be venturing out soon anyway, but. <laughs> Apparently, I don't know that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, fuck yeah, it. Throw me a knowledge check. Just a normal knowledge check, no disadvantage. Oh, no, I th sorry, I thought it was because we were groggy from the thing, and that's why we don't know. Yeah, but now that you guys are chatting about it, I want to give you another chance to know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> Just because it makes it easier for everyone. That's an unnatural 20. Okay. Hi, Buck. Is it a disadvantage? No, no, just a straight-up normal roll at this point. Uh, what, of history? Uh, knowledge. Knowledge, history. Um, yeah. Sorry, history. I'm just a bit. I'm a bit tired at this moment in time in real life. So, yeah, history. But nine. Gregor, you got a natural one. For a split couple of seconds, you once again feel two sets of memories in your head. <laughs> it fades, but you take five points of psychic damage. Ivok, with that nine, did you say sorry? Uh, yeah. With that nine, again, you you definitely know that something important is happening today, but you're not a hundred percent sure of what. You just know it's a very bad thing that you lost twenty four hours of your time. Rag, you got a nat twenty, uh, unnatural twenty, sorry. You know that you guys are setting off on your expedition this evening. You're meant to meet Amrius and Ebchar Reap at the Reap Manor in the early afternoon. We need to meet Ebchar and Amrius. Ebchar, that's the... Yeah, that was yeah you all now remember. Yay. That's uh, the, the manor, the Reap Manor. Reap Manor is where is 
Oh, that's yeah, that. that's that's Friday. What time? We need to we need to get going. Yeah, we do. Yes. Yeah, you'd estimate at this point in time with the position of the sun in the sky, you've got about three hours, two or three hours. You've not got long at all before you need to get ready to go. Do we need? Do we need anything? We need. Well, we need Bimit, don't we? Um, to be honest, uh, Bimit's not come around for a few days. I think the reason why he's he's eating these chickens is because obviously we haven't been feeding him. He's been having to get his own food. Uh, I don't know why he hasn't come back. I don't know if he's lost. Uh, we can try and look for him, but we don't have that much time. I'll go back. I'll go back to the tavern and see if he's there. Have you uh, not been? Have you not been feeding him, Greg? I I have while he's been here, but not since since he left. Mm. We may have to sweeten the deal for our uh, little pets yeah. if we want him to stay around. I did say I'd get him a few steaks. Yes, I do seem to recall him muttering steak quite often yeah. in the past week or so. So I need to get him some. Uh, but what's the point if he's not here? I think we've got a plan then. Rag, you'll go get some steaks. I'll go look for Timmit in the tavern and... <laughs> I'm not going to get some steak. Just <laughs> <laughs> a quick call, just pretty much ignoring exactly what Rag said. Just like, oh, I heard the word steak. You know what? You get those steaks, Rag. Fine. <laughs> uh, well, let's just get through the past the guards first. Remember the. Yes, let's not miss our next appointment. I know this one was a uh, failure on my behalf, and I apologise. It happens. It happens. Shall we go? It was a tricky one anyway. Yes, who knew that duck had so such a strong surprise? <laughs> uh, w with me then. Yeah, I follow suit. Okay, so yeah, you guys are now approaching the main gate. There are still two guards outside. Rag, you don't recognise either of them. No oh, god. It looks like the guard pattern has changed in the last mm -hmm. half an hour or so. Which makes sense as it's Pretty much midday. That works in our favour, surely. Okay, let's follow my lead on this one. Uh, Ragnarok signing back in with uh, Ivor and Gregor. Oh, Ragnarok, yes. Give me one second, please. It's kind of like very plain-looking guard, very bored look on his face. Just flicks open this really large bound book. Oh yes, you checked out not too long ago, of course. You may pass through. Uh, you two, what did you say your names were? Gregor. Gregor and... Uh... Ivok Mylart. Ivok Mylart, yes. Kind of puts his finger on the page, scans up. Just like looks up at you both. Hmm. You didn't leave this morning. Flicks back. Uh, yeah, I think I can vouch oh, for this. Oh, yesterday. Uh, yes. yes. I think if you look onto my name, you should find a note. Uh, a piece of description of, of what's happened. Ragnarok. Half or Left town alongside Ivok Myelart and Gregor. No last name. On Wednesday evening. Yes. 
Oh, there's an asterisk here. Flips up the page again. Ragnarok and companions returned between Wednesday night and Thursday evening. Highly inebriated. Guard on duty, Genesis Orin waved through without checks. Allow passage out of Salt Harbor for Ivak Mylat, Gregor, no last name, and Ragnarok. Reprimand Genesis Orin. Doc, you don't need to hear that part, I suppose. Very well, but why are you outside of the city? You have all apparently come back into the city on the Wednesday night or the Thursday morning. No, I, I have just checked out to go and find my two companions here. I did say to the last guard that was on that I'm going out to find them. Oh, it like, very well. Yeah, do you understand? Yes, give me one second. Just you hear loud scritching out. He's just kind of reading out loud as he's writing. Ragnarok returned alone on Wednesday night or Thursday morning. Highly inebriated. Companions not with. Companions returned on the Friday afternoon, looking, and kind of looks at you both, worse for wear. And nonetheless, we're all here. What hell of As a you are. Very well, just try to make sure that the next time you three decide to leave the city limits that you sign in and sign out. Yes. Otherwise, things can get complicated. Oh, I understand. We will. Of course. Very, Thank you very good. Much. Very good. No problem. Please enjoy your stay. Do not cause too much trouble or ruckus. Do not cause the guards to have to take an interest in any of you. You will have a splendid time in this town. I believe we will. Sure, we will. If we can get in. <laughs> Let's go then. Kind of the guard lets you all through, but just kind of glares at Ivor because he walks by. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. So yeah, you guys are now in the outer area. Where are you all wanting to go? Should we go straight yeah. to the docks? Oh no, to the manor. To the manor. To the manor reap. <laughs> Is everyone going to the world of the manor then? Go for it. Yes. Yes. Okay. So yeah, you make your way out of the outer area. You slowly start passing through the um, inner area, so like the residential district. And as you pass by, you kind of walk by the mound, the hill essentially that, that leads up to the hold. But just underneath that, almost like almost as if it is like hidden by the shadow of the cliff is Reap Manor itself. So Reap Manor if I can find it. So Reap Manor is underneath the cliff itself. There is a la there is a long path behind the metal rock gate that leads to what looks like a manor house. Although the manor house itself definitely looks like it's seen better days. Like the door looks like it's got peeling paint. Some of the windows that you can see from the outside 
a darkened glass, but a few of them actually seem a little bit chipped. That said, the gate itself is locked tight. Behind it, surrounding the house, is various bushes and trees and stuff, which all seem very overgrown at this point in time. Uh, roll me a quick perception check as you reach the manor house, uh, as you reach the gates. Disadvantage, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, unfortunately, you are all exhausted unless you either sleep for a long rest or get something that can take off that exhaustion. That's a two for me then. Okay. Eight. Eight. Eleven. So, yeah, Rag, as you're kind of walking down the path around the streets and stuff like that, closer to Reap Manor, you're unable to see where the house is actually split to allow you to actually reach the gates themselves. You're you're just not feeling it today. You are very... You felt like this on Wednesday before you had that potion, and you're not exactly ecstatic that you're exhausted again. Um, Gregor, what did you get against Sorry, 11? And yeah. And Ivic, you got 8? Yeah. Um, Ivic, you kind of like, as you're walking alongside Rag, you do see an alleyway that leads towards the Reap residence, especially seeing as you've been there before, you kind of like direct everyone that way. Mm -hmm. And Gregor, as you are now taking point heading through them, you do actually see that in front of Reap Manor is a small gaggle of people stood around. I think we're in the right place. So do yeah, you guys... Let's go. Gonna... So, do you guys head towards the gaggle of people, essentially? Yes. Yeah. So, as you get there, then, you see the familiar form of Ebchar Reap, um, the very tall, very bulky um, tiefling that you had chatted to previously, who actually got on, you onto the expedition team. You see that now, now that he is ready to leave, rather than just wearing the simple slacks and top, he is completely clad in like this metal, almost white, shiny armor. It's very intricate, like his pauldrons curl outwards. He's got some wrist guards on, which not only go up his arm, but extend beyond his arm. Um, same with his feet and everything. He's just decked out in very impressive looking armour. Next to him is his father, Amrius, who is slightly smaller than him, but um, still looks very, very well put together. He's got some spectacles on this time rather than just a monocle. He's changed his outfit slightly so that he now has um, a very well-to-do like sage green shirt. Um, there's a grey waistcoat over the top, and all on his side he's got like water pouches, bundles of glowing bottles, which are fastened by straps. Um, he's got a book, a very large book, which seems to be fastened onto his back itself. And next to them are four other people that you have never met before. I just go straight out to Epcha. 
Yep. We're here. Kind of looks looks across and down. Signing in. Just looks across the rug. I'll assume that that is some in-joke that I am not aware of. It is, yes. Very well. It's nice to see that you have all appeared at the right time. Early afternoon, as we said. I understand that my father left it. Kind of just like looks at him. It looks at Amrius, looks back at you guys. Slightly vague. Early afternoon could mean any time. However, I'm, I'm glad to see you all here. You all ready for our next expedition? Ready and rested. You betcha. And who is it we'll be travelling with? Who are these companions? A very good question indeed, Ivor. As, of course, you know myself, just kind of like stretches his arms out. I am Ebchar Reap. Kind of like folds his arm in and does a very deep bow. Whilst I am not the founder of this expedition, I will be taking the point in many aspects of it. Depending on which team you are assigned to, you will be either taking orders from myself or from my father, Amrius Reap extends his hand out towards Amrius like highlighting him of course you have met him before too I believe Mm -hmm. we have indeed glorious then that means that there is only there is only introductions for these four that you have not yet met now as we are traveling into a an unknown temple as such we thought it would be wise to take along a priest and as such I introduce you Dravlan Temple. Just a kind of like gestures again. And you see a relatively short hobgoblin. He looks to be about five foot two. He looks to be pretty much skin and bones. He's very like thin. He's got dark amber skin and his nose and his upper face, especially his like brows, which hang over slightly, are all very sharp. He's got some small yellow piercing eyes. And he, ha- he does have a small amount of white hair on his head, but you can only just about see this peeking through from a white robe that he's got on as a large symbol of a yellow sun emblazoned on it. Although his jaw is quite wide, there's no fangs protruding from it. And from his hood, you can see like two large points where his ears are. On his brow as well, despite... It- in in addition to it hanging over, his eyebrows themselves are very bushy, like almost covering his eyes themselves. Just kind of like af- after he's been introduced to you, like just pointed out to you, he just kind of like nods. This is very, it's very nice to meet your acquaintances. I'm sorry. What was your name again? Just kind of like bows. Slightly, nowhere near as deep as Epchar managed. I am Dravlan Temple, the priest for this expedition. I believe I will be providing any information on religious artifacts or knowledge within the temple. Ah, I think we're lucky to have you along. I believe you might be. However, priest is only as good as those protecting the priest. 
believe that we will. Is is your is your saying that you just kind of cut him off slightly? Yeah. Just like I believe. Moving on. That narrows his eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Very well. Uh, you you kind of like as you kind of like. Next up, then you just see Ebchai kind of chuckle to himself slightly. Yes. Yes, he does. He's not a man of many words, but the words he does come out with can be perplexing at times. Next up, nonetheless, we have Fu. Fu Houston. Just gestures again to a human who is a moderate size. He's about five foot seven. He looks, even though he's quite thin, he does look relatively toned. His face is thin and he's got some dark brown eyes. Strangely enough, though, he is wearing some really small glasses over them. They almost seem to shield his eyes away from you, even though they're just normal glass. He's got some long black hair, which he wears in a ponytail. He's completely clean-shaven, and he doesn't seem to have any scars that are visible. He, uh, on his face at least, he does wear a like simple navy blue robe, which is kind of like tied across at the chest. But it does leave, um, it is open long, it is open enough for you to see a large scar that stretches across his entire chest and his abdomen. On his navy blue robe, he does have a sword fix, which is a modified bastard sword, where the hilt has been changed so that one side of the rain guard has been removed completely and the other side has been smoothed slightly. The blade itself has been modified too, so rather than being a large, wide sword, it's been reduced. So essentially, below the fuller, so like the part where the blade dips in, has been removed completely. So rather than it being a wide blade, it is a very thin blade that looks like it has been honed and sharpened to an incredible degree. Although the very tip itself seems to be kind of serrated after being introduced he just kind of looks at you both and does a very very slight bow just like a that's just a John, and what was your name again i am foo houston foo uh, houston. nice to meet you pew houston few foo houston oh sorry. I... And what manner of assistance will you be on our journey? Just takes a second. Smiles ever so slightly. I'll be providing the protection. Huh. We have something in common. Not just our robes. Just smiles like slightly wider again. Uh, another man who likes to contemplate things before jumping into action, I see. Yes, well, I think it's always wise to know who our companions are before endeavouring on any such quests. Oh, definitely, definitely. Especially with... It's kind of like tilts his head back towards someone else that you've not been introduced to yet. Some more volatile people that are around here. Be nice to, uh... Be nice to have some kindred spirits. I'm going to quickly glance at Ragnarok. <laughs> Um, he actually catches that glance 
Are uh, you traveling with a volatile as well? No, no, I'll give you that idea. Just kind of <laughs> mm, glances at Rag and then just just glances again at the person next to him that's not been introduced yet. Uh, and what are you, what is that supposed to mean? Did he spot anything? <laughs> what, did Rag spot anything? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you just kind of like, yeah, you stood next to him and you just kind of gestured almost towards him. I didn't gesture, I just looked at him. (laughs) You moved your head enough that you could see. And I received the look I took. Yeah. We'll talk about this later. No. (laughs) You always say that, but we never do. Forgive my married couple. (laughs) Well, you be quiet. We're trying to find out who we're traveling over there. This thing's more important than your ego. Next! <laughs> I was going to say, you're both quite done with your uh, tumultuous bickering. <laughs> no, but let's get on with it. will never be done, but. I can see a theme that is to occur during our trolls, but very well. Just gestures again to the chat that was stood slightly behind Fu. This fellow here is Raynor. Rainer Ivokil. Like with Fu, he will be providing extra protection. He kind of gestures behind him, and you see a pale skinned short elf. He seems to be about the same size as the priest, so around about five foot two. Rainer has some blonde hair that he keeps very short and simple. Um, but it is quite, his hair itself, even though it's short and simple, does seem to be kind of jagged. He has an almost symmetrical face. However, across the bridge of his nose is a jagged scar. A thin jagged scar. And he's missing a couple of teeth as well. He's got some narrow green eyes. And as you guys are kind of like moving slightly, you do notice that his eyes are detecting all of your movement. He's just clad in some light black leather armor. He seems to be like quite easy to move around in. He's also got a hood from the leather armor, which at the moment is down. Um, he's got a robe, a large robe, which is undone. But you can tell that when it's done up, it would hide the, quite frankly, excessive amount of bandoliers of daggers that he's carrying on his chest, as well as a short bow, which is affixed to his back. After he's been gestured, it's just like, Hey, well, it's nice to meet you all. And straight out to shake anyone's hand. I'll shake it. You just kind of grasp your hand. Ah, it's good to meet someone who, well, these guys aren't that very friendly, you know? Especially that foo is such a tosser. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll be tight. Right? Just shit, you know, like gripping his hand even tighter. Like those people, they're always like, oh, I'm going to be in my own mind and meditate. What a bunch of wankers. I think we're going to get along just fine. (laughs) (laughs) How extraordinary for an elf. (laughs) Just kind of like, like narrows his eyes slightly and turns towards you. What do you think? Because I'm an elf, I should be all oh, prancy, prancy forest. Yeah, I look. I, I just Wait. and I don't mean to profile. It's the eye, it's the eyes now. As 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 
Raynaud is kind of like having a go at you. You feel like a hand on your shoulder, and Fu's just like, mm, ignore him. He is something. We're all something from nothing here. Just kind of, um, Fu just kind of looks at Raynaud again. Raynaud, settle down. These people are new. You don't want another scar to go on the one across your face, do you? Rena just kind of like just glares at him. Well, if there's another one going on my face, there'll be another one through your chest. Anyway, uh, is there one more? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, just kind of like breathes out a sigh of relief. I'm glad you asked, to be quite honest, Ayavuk. Yes, there is one more to our group of misfits, as it were. This one, right towards the back, he seems to be hiding himself away slightly. Redmond, why don't you come out and introduce yourself to these fine people that will be protecting you? And from the back, like, pop, literally popping out between, like, Fu and Raynor is um, a human. Looks to be in his early 30s. Um, he's got slightly tanned skin and he's got some ruffled brown hair. His eyes are a deep hazel. Even though, even though he lo- it's weird, he looks like he's in his 30s, but he also at the exact same time looks like he's in his mid-20s. There's no wrinkles, there's no visible sign of ageing. He's completely clean cut, doesn't even have like a five o'clock shadow. He's got a rugged jawline. He's about six foot tall, he's well built, and he wears like a dirty cotton, white cotton top with a detached green hood around it. He's wearing some it, it it was Redmond. He's not introduced his last name yet. Um, he's got a leather knapsack that contains everything that he needs. Just think you're kind of almost like your traditional action hero type of look to him. Just kind of steps out. Hey, well, nice to meet you all. Just nice like really you. wide grin. I suppose you you guys are the ones. You know, coming on our expedition with us. Raynor Charlesworth. Just, like, extends a hand. Just takes it. And who might you be, then? I'm Gregor. Ah. Well, that's good. These are our companions. Just, like, what's his head? Ivrak! Hello? (laughs) I've got Rag. Just points at Rag. Rag! Splendid! Splendid to meet you. Are you are you free extra protection or are you like me? Are you are, are you uh, archaeologist? Oh, that's your game, is it? Yeah, very very perceptive, very adventurous, very much about finding those mysteries and solving them. Indeed, and we're here to make sure you keep your head. That's really good because there's been a couple of times it's been. It's been pretty damn close. Sure it has. I'm sure it has. Well, you know what it's like. You see a nice glowy object and you're just like, I bet this, I bet this is important. And then you pick it up and then, I don't know, you invoke the wrath of a witch or a spirit or a tiefling, just kind of like looks at Ebchar and Amrius, who are both just like, both of them have just got their arms crossed, tapping their feet, looking a little impatient at him. 
Are you quite done, Redmond? Well, I do indeed have a bit of experience what you talk about there. Be careful what you pick up. <laughs> it's just so easy. You see something that's nice and glowing and bright, and it's just like, pick me up, pick me up. I'll tell you about the history of this place. And you pick it up, and then there's arrows in your back. Yes. Well, I suggest that if you get those urges this time, don't. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to pick it up. If I see something that wants picking up, I'm going to pick it up. However, no. that's why we've got you guys. If there's anything bad that happens, then you guys can stop us dying. No, Redmond, that's not why they're here. Yes, I'm not going to oh. take an arrow for you picking something up. <laughs> but isn't that why you're getting paid? I will stop the arrow if I can, but I'm not going to throw myself in the way of its path. Just clicks his finger. Even you. better. Even better. If you can stop those arrows, then no one needs to get hurt, Redmond. Uh. Okay. <laughs> I look forward to traveling with you all. I like this group. I like them. <laughs> so yeah, you... <laughs> Lovely timing by Lena there. <laughs> so yeah, you have essentially been introduced to Redmond Charlesworth, a human male in his early 30s. He is a curious and, as you may have gathered, slightly hyperactive archaeologist. We'll have, um, to watch, we'll have to watch his wandering hands, I think. <laughs> yeah, he he does see himself as an adventurer, and he definitely is not afraid of getting like getting stuck into stuff. But he is a little bit hopeless at times, and does seem to have a way of getting himself in danger. He seems to have only just met the Reaps, and is not really that aware of their reputation. However, he is all for this expedition. You also met in your group. You also met Raynor Iverkill, or Iverkill, nice. an elf. Um, an elf who is providing protection. He has been around the block a few times. He's taken on quite a few jobs. Um, he, he seems to already have an existing relationship with Fu. And just from that quick interaction, you get the idea that they don't get along that well. Raynor is a little bit brash, but definitely gets the job done. You are also introduced to Fu Houston. He is uh, another human who looks to be in his late 20s. He is quite quiet and stoic, and he's faced a lot of hard times. Most of the time he is very serious, which seems to irritate Raynor. He is a very contemplative and meditative man who is also, along with yourselves and Raynor, providing protection. And finally, you were introduced to Dravlan Temple. He is a hobgoblin priest. He is very religious. And he, from the bright sun emblem that you got from his robe, he is faithful to Lefander. He is faithful without question. He is very pious and he is more than willing to let his qualms be known if people do actions that go against his morals. He's also very unlikely to bend the rules, even in dire circumstances, as doing so might jeopardize his faith. And he is the priest of this expedition, essentially the one who will hopefully know a little bit about different religions. Mm. Brilliant. 
Of course, yeah. you also have Amrius Reef, who is the leader of this expedition, who will be providing various information, as well as keeping the mission updated and telling you exactly what it is that you need to find. And finally, there is Ebchar, of course, who you have met numerous times, who is kind of taking on a bit of a hybrid role. He is both doing similar to what um, Redmond and Amrius is doing in terms of investigating, but given his nature, he is also protecting people. Well, less protecting people, protecting himself and potentially his father. And that is your group for the expedition. Amrius kind of looks at the sky, looks down at you guys. I do believe that you have all had sufficient time, yes, to gather all of your belongings that you need. Believe we have. Are we about ready to depart on our journey? Just kind of looks around. Looks at you, Rag. Where is that small dragon which... Yeah, um, I'd love to know. I'd love to give you an answer on that, but uh, lost him. We haven't seen him for a couple of days. There is a dragon loose within Salt Harbor that you have not kept tabs on. Just whips his face to either. You have allowed him to <laughs> lose the dragon. No, we haven't lost him. You can't tame a dragon by keeping him in bars. You must allow him to have his freedom. That is very true, yes. Just kind of looks at all three of you. And where is he now? He'll, he'll, he comes back, he always does. He's just stretching his wings. Mm. May I request that he is back to your person before we depart? We are, we are heading towards the entrance gate. We cannot truly depart until we have left the entrance gate as you are well aware runic magic does not quite work it's a ballywell it's a ballywell shame that it does not work within the vicinity of salt harbor itself however i would request that you try to find him before we depart you have kind of looks at the sky again an hour to find your dragon before we leave not a problem We'll just go and get him. Bally well, good. We will make our way to the entrance and we will wait for you there for probably approximately 50 minutes or so because it will take us around about 10 minutes to traverse Salt Harbour. We'll meet you there. Bally well, good. I will see you all there. Just kind of like looking down at you all. Until we meet within the next hour. I'm Take care of yourselves. Yes, Gregor. Say that again, sir. You mind if we have a word, I'm your three? Just you and I, just the two of us. The two of us. Rag, shall we, shall we go and get our flying friend? So yeah, Ivok and Rag, you two just kind of like... Um, you kind of like just walk away from Amrius and Gregor as quickly as you can. Seeing as actually, yeah, I was going to say if uh, Coogan was leaving for a couple of minutes, we'd go with him. But seeing as we're still at that scene, Gregor, you are currently like taking Amrius by the arm and leading him away. 
My dear boy, what is it that you wish to discuss away from the uh, prying ears of others? Mainly, I want to thank you for the stone. Oh, it is quite all right, my dear boy. It is. It was merely a rune that I have had in my possession for quite some time. I've never, never really had the opportunity or the reason to cast it myself. Are you well, yourself once more? I believe I am. I've got only one set of memories now, and I believe they are mine. Oh, that is bally well good. That is bally well good indeed. Just, it would not do for us to not have yourself. I just want to thank you in person and just thank you oh, for no. also helping me out with that. Oh, no, no, my dear boy, it is quite all right. You are under our employment now, and we cannot be doing with impairments. We are no. going, after all, we are going to an unknown temple in an unknown location. I do not know if you will have been, but I myself have never been to Menlo Peaks or the Mithril Mines themselves. No, not I, but I'll do my best to not let the team down. Very well, as long as you are able to, to react with vigor and to not overreact at the same time. The only thing I truly know about the Crystal Elves are that they are untowards themselves. However, as long as you do not pose a risk to them, you should not pose a risk to us. No. I thank you again, and we'd better go looking for our dragons. Yes, yes, quite, quite. Looking for the dragon, you say? I thought you believed that you knew where he was. We believe we know where he is, but yeah, we had a bit of an accident before we kind of got kind a of, blacked out drunk. Just kind of raises both eyebrows at that. We watched blackout drunk before an expedition. Just kind yeah. of looks across and sighs. I just said yes. Fortunately, we did. Got a bit carried away, carried away with ourselves. Fortunately for yourselves, you're not the only ones who appear to be slightly inebriated. Just kind of looks across and you can just see him like pretty much shooting daggers at Raynar, who at this point is shouting, like full on shouting at Fu. Who in turn is just kind of like he's got one hand on his sword. His thumb is like just underneath the hilt, ready to pop it. But he's not reacting otherwise. <laughs> it looks like a lively one that but Yes, yes, the only reason why he has been accepted onto this expedition. Is that Fu, despite not liking Raynor from the looks of it and from what I have gathered, does believe that he is very adept at what he does. We shall see. We shall see. I mean, hopefully, my dear boy, we do not need to see and all of this extra protection is for naught. <laughs> very true, very true. Anyway, I better be on my way. We'll meet you at the yeah. end. At this, you kind of like just turn and you manage to catch up with Gregor, uh, with Gregor, with Ivok and Ragnarok. Love like guys, where are you heading? As you're looking for Bimit. Rag, where is that damn beast? <laughs> I have no idea. We need to find him. We've got an hour. <laughs> head to the tavern. Um, I'm gonna head to the tavern. Well, I told you what he's just done, Nathy. Don't you normally show just... when it comes? Yes, but it's it's not been listening. Um. Bimit! Right, one of us, what do you say, one of us go to the tavern, one of us goes to where that thing is that you saw, and the other just run around. 
Okay. I'll go to the tavern. Uh, okay, I don't think he'll be at the tavern, but um, I'll go to the out of the residential area then. Uh, it's not going to be there either. But it's got to be somewhere. <laughs> it might not even be in the city. All right, I sprint off to the tavern anyway. He's gone to the tavern. So okay, yeah. So Gregor is heading to the tavern. Well, pick somewhere in the city or out the city. We've got an hour. Financial districts. I'll have a look in the financial districts. Get running and get shouting. What else can we do? Okay, okay. I'll run out. Burn it. You're literally sprinting from the manor, sprinting across the residential area, just can I, screaming. Can I just shout, don't let Amrius reap here yet? <laughs> As you say that, you just hear in the distance... Bimit, is that not the name of the one, of that dragon that they, they apparently know where it is, but they, they are shouting to the sky? <laughs> mm, I'm still running. Mm, yeah, well, just I'm running. Like, mm. <laughs> okay, so Ivok, where are you running? Uh, what, Where did you go, sorry? Uh, Greg. <laughs> Financial districts. <laughs> Financial. Okay, I'm going to go to not the financial districts and do the same. There are five other districts. Probably up north. I'll go up north. I'll go towards so the no. So the outer area basically where the where where Rag discovered like the ruins essentially that Bimit had potentially been tortured. Yeah, I've got to see if there's any signs of where it is or not from there. Okay, let's start with Ivok then. Um because it makes it a bit easier for me to keep track of stuff. So, Ivo, yeah, it takes you not much time at all, actually, because you are sprinting. As you're sprinting, you can just kind of, like, see... Um, you can kind of see the group just starting to set off away from the manor. You're sprinting past them. They notice you, but... Unless you do or say anything, they're not going to respond to you as you sprint past them. I'll just do it quick. <laughs> And just kind of tilts his head, like raises an eyebrow, and just slowly waves at you. <laughs> yeah, no, just keep going. <laughs> so yeah, you reach the outer residential area relatively quickly. As per usual, there are quite a few shouting voices, both from the slums in general, and also like the the makeshift market stalls that the people in the slums have set up. On the left-hand side, where the actual outer residential area is itself, there is the circus tent, which has Rows of crows, rows of animals, and stuff like that. And a little bit further beyond that is the farm that is still smouldering ever so slightly. Right. If I go there, can I can I see anything leading off in any direction, like like uh, tracks and stuff? Yeah, or like a trail of blood or anything like that. <laughs> uh, roll me investigation, please. I'm also shouting Mimit as well. <laughs> oh, disadvantage as well, isn't it? It's disadvantage, I'm afraid, yeah. You're all on disadvantage still. Six. <laughs> You're able to see that there is a lot of blood on the inside of the pens and stuff. Thankfully, it doesn't look like human blood. And there are the corpses of quite a few chickens still around, and they all look very badly burnt as does the fence itself. The fence is pretty much reduced to cinders, 
is pretty much very reminiscent of when you went to Beggar's Hollow and you found that field that was on fire there. Mm, okay. Is there anybody around? Like, There's a couple of farmers still chatting. Like, they, they all sound quite worried. Farmers! <laughs> One just kind of turns. Aye! I hear you have a bit of a, a chicken crisis. Something's been killing them, have they not? <laughs> Aye, and what gives you that impression? All the well, dead chickens? Aye, the fires? The monster? Well, I'm hopefully here to help you in your plight. Do you have any idea what direction it may have gone? Just kind of... I weren't, I weren't there when it happened, but Gwyneth uh, here, Gwyneth says, went into town itself. Headed into town after burning our chickens, eating our chickens, burning our fences. You actually saw it, ordering it to town? Well, I didn't. Gwyneth did. Just like this small little, yeah, I saw, I saw it. It kind of, it tried to flap but didn't really go far and just kind of skidded off into the city itself. Right. You're certain? I mean, it's not often you see something breathe fire and kill all your chickens. Indeed. But well, don't worry. I'll get to the bottom of this. May the rest of your chickens be safe. Right. I'm going to... we got no chickens left. It ate all of them. Well, buy some more. I'm going to say as I run off. You just hear, like, in the distance, we ain't got no money and ate all our chickens. We're broke! Destitute! It's gonna be like that as I run away. Not my problem! <laughs> okay, so as you're heading back into town, Rag, you said that you were going to the financial district? Yes, into the financial district. Okay, so Rag, yeah, like with Ivor, you kind of just immediately sprint, you pass by the group as you do so, heading towards the abandoned, uh, to the financial district. It takes you, again, not very long at all as you pass through all the residential areas and you are now entering into the financial district itself. Directly in front of you is the ruin of the arena that you burnt down. It is still, even though it's much less than it was before, like earlier in the week, there is still really thin wisps of smoke still rising from the arena. Mm, still doesn't bother me. <laughs> Just walking by. Yeah. <laughs> Should have been stronger. Shouldn't have got burnt it down. <laughs> Whereabouts are you heading now in the financial district? I'm just walking around to see if I can see Bimit or anybody else. Okay, roll me a perception check, please. 19. <coughs> you don't actually spot Bimit. Yeah. Huh? Do I need to roll it? Oh, yeah, shit. Disadvantage. Sorry. Yeah, of course. 10. You definitely don't spot Bimit. <laughs> but as you're walking around, you're heading further up north around the arena itself. You do spot a familiar form. Um, a kind of like a brightish, light blue kind of person who is walking towards you. He's got like some chain swords around his arms. Actually, Clarara looks very pissed off. Uh, I'm, I'm going to turn and leave the financial district. <laughs> <laughs> as, you, as you turn, you just say, 
<laughs> as you're turning away and you're trying to walk away. Hey, what do you think he's doing? Walking away from me like that. I'll start running. <laughs> <laughs> if you start running, you can just hear Arja, like, in a slap, steady jog. You don't think that just because you're running, I can't keep up. You's had a job to do. I run faster. <laughs> I... I'm sprinting now. And I was uh, going to say, because right, we're now... Right through the inner residential area. Uh, the, the slums, sorry. Because we're doing this, then... Uh, roll me a dex check, please. This is the only way I can think of doing a race between the two of you is dex checks. Seven. Because you are still feeling bad and hungover from that, you know, like, duck blast, you kind of stumble slightly as you get through the, like, through the slums, and a couple of the um, slum dwellers actually catch you. And at first you think, oh, that's good, they're, they're helping me up. They kind of keep you restrained as Arja walks up to you. Oh, shit, he runs the slums, doesn't he? <laughs> now, Ragnarok, Ragnarok, Ragnarok. Uh, what do you think he's doing? Running away from me. Come I wasn't on. running away from we you. We friends, ain't we? I wasn't oh, running away from you. I just, I had some. Really? Because it yeah. seems awfully uh, suspicious that I, I shout towards you and you run. You know? No, I just pulled a muscle in my groin, and apparently the best thing to do is just carry on running. Oh, who told you that? Because I ain't ever heard that advice. Oh. Physician. Oh. Hmm. What's this physician's name? I might have to. Uh, Pay him a beating. No, visit. Might have to pay him a visit. He's anonymous. Hmm. Sounds like a likely story. Now, anyway, let's get down to brass text. Where's the cream? <laughs> Where's my drugs? That. Uh, I don't actually know. Mm -hmm. Where? That might be something you, you need to ask. Um, I fucking Gregor. He just raises his eye. He raises his eyebrow. So, uh, you didn't, you didn't take part in the uh, just kind of waiting in the smuggle one. Did you get stitches? No, I did. I did take part. Um, oh, I am. Where is it then? Because uh, the contact didn't get. I don't get. know where it is. So, like I say, you would have to speak to them about that. But um, yeah, I did take part in the expedition. In the um, how do you call it? Um, it didn't. It didn't go to plan. Hmm. It didn't go to plan. Oh, did I mean, go to plan. Um, we just kind of. I I don't. If obviously you know a lot of the guards around here. Hmm. If you. Um. If you. If you looked into it a little bit, um, I think you'd find that a lot of them passed out last night. Including On Wednesday night, you mean? Well, yes, exactly. See, this yeah, is why. Yeah, I, I've heard about it. I've heard about it. Yeah, I had we, a feeling it might be to do with you guys. No, we also passed out. Hmm. And then woke up this morning and we'd lost a whole day. So what you're saying... Oh is that somebody, when you were doing your little smuggly smuggle, someone did something to use, and the next thing you know, it's now today, and there's no creep. Is that what you're trying to say? 
I'm not saying that somebody did it. I'm just saying that I don't know what happened because at least a dozen people fell unconscious that night. Well, I can I can understand oh, I that. Maybe I can... It was something to do with you. No, 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 Ragnarok. When you guys are on your own missions, you're on your missions. It's not up to me to help you or hinder you. I just give the missions and I keep everything. I don't actually do the missions myself or influence them. So, hmm. now what are we gonna do about this? Because I understand sometimes things don't happen how you'd want them to. But yeah. you've got to understand, I'm running a business here, and, uh, well, the client, he weren't too happy about it, and, uh, well, do you know how much the crate of Wardenwood goes for? How much? Let me just think it up. Let me just renumerize in my head just how much the crate of Wormwood would go for. As the DM definitely doesn't figure out <laughs> how much a crate can store of something. just kind of like stroking his chin just like almost, almost like over the top type of stuff uh, if that is that then no he just continues scratching and then just kind of looks at you. Well, an entire crate. Well, that would hold around about around about three, four hundred pounds of wormwood. Now, a stick of wormwood, which is about half a pound. I don't know what accent that was. <laughs> which is about hit. Oh damn it! I've just slipped into a fucking Cockney accent. Now. <laughs> Around about half a pound would be around about five silver. So an entire pound is ten silver, or one gold. So, four hundred. You're looking around... No, four hundred pounds. You're looking around about forty thousand gold for that crate. However, seen as... That's the selling price, and not the actual uh, retail price, we'll call it. We'll call it 35,000 gold, seeing as I've had to pay off the uh, the client to keep his future business. That is a lot of money. It is, now. I could just ask if you were going to get me the money. Especially because I know that with you being part of the dark area now, your your word is as good as law. However, your friends ain't. How clo- how 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 much do you think your friends like you? Just get to the point, will you? All right, all right. 
just kind of reaches into her pocket. Hold his arm out. So it's to like two of the slum dwellers and they kind of, you can resist this if you want, but they kind of like push one of your arms forward towards where Arja is. I'll resist it. Roll me a strength check. I'll try and break one of their arms. I mean, it depends if you can even get away from their arms, but... I've got a natural 20, but he's got to roll with disadvantage and I... Oh, I'm so sorry, but yes. Ten. <laughs> yeah, they rolled seventeen. If you if that if it wasn't for that disadvantage, you'd be fucking John wicking your way out of there. <laughs> but seeing as unfortunately yeah. that hangover is really fucking you over, they kind of like just jerk your arm out. Your arm is like directly in front, and Arjun just pulls out what looks like a very ornate but also very heavy like brass kind of pendant uh, not pendant bracelet and before you've got time to react it just slams it on your hand uh, on your wrist you can feel it wrap itself around there seems to be like almost like spider's legs on the underside that wrap around and dig slightly into your skin it doesn't hurt you but you can see a drop of blood just kind of drip down now like he says, I trust you. I don't trust you as friends. So here's how it's gonna go. This little, this little bracelet. Think, think. What it does is it uh, it checks where you are. And until it gets removed, if you go out of the area that you're meant to, it'll kill you. Send a jolt of magic right up. Well, not even magic. A jolt of poison right into your bloodstream it'll hit your heart and then with two minutes you'll be dead so here's how it's gonna go you don't leave the Luna district until that 35,000 gold is paid off if you leave the Luna district you die if you stay in the Luna district and try to avoid me I'll find you you'll die if either of those two things happen, your two friends will die. I'll hunt them down and kill them both. Well, I won't. Someone else will. As you well know, we got some people for that. However, if you get the money back to us so that there is no issue with the crate and I'm not out of pocket, there's no harm, no foul. That bracelet gets taken off of you and you're allowed back in the dark area whenever you wish. Your two friends ain't, because they, they fucked up and lost the cat. Uh, the crate. But, you get this all squared? You and me, Ragnarok, we're good. <laughs> you don't really have a choice in this, my friend, I'm afraid. The second that you guys lost the crate, well, the deck had already been dealt. And there's no other way of paying this off. Well, if you've got 35,000 gold, then yeah, just pay that. You can pay it off right now, and the bracelet gets taken straight off of you, and we forget that you ever had a smuggling mission. You you are allowed in the dark area whenever you want, because you've got that you've got that lovely ring, kind of like flushes his hand with the ring on it. His friends, they failed though. I can't trust them. You've already got your hands dirty, so I can trust you.
How about... Instead of the money... Hmm. I can give you something better. Oh, why? What would be better than 35,000 gold? Hmm? A dragon. <laughs> Roll persuasion. <laughs> Disadvantage. I'm gonna give you just a normal persuasion because I would have given that with advantage normally. Azure is a. He's intrigued, potentially. Eleven. He got a ten, so. Oof! <clears throat> so yeah, it just kind of leans in. Dragon, eh? Now, we ain't seen any dragons around this part for a long time. They're all up in, uh. Where is it? Just kind of. Hits his head slightly. Oh, yeah, Kazadar. How did you come across a dragon? And where is the dragon now? And why isn't the dragon with me right now? The dragon, dragon. the dragon is around. I'm not going to tell you how I acquired it. Hmm. But it is in Salt Harbor. And uh, what's exactly stopping the dragon if... If you two have ended a, a pact, a bond, whatever it is that allows the dragon to follow you, what's to stop it from killing me and burning down my entire place after you give it to me? Well, for one, the dragon is not loyal to anyone. Dragons are not loyal to anyone. Dragons ain't as dumb as you'd think. You give them the right thing that they want, and they'll be loyal to you. Yes, but dragons don't take sides. No, that's true, that's true. So what, you expect me to... You expect me to take this dragon off your hands, wipe out the debt, and that's all fine, but then I have to give the dragon itself an actual fortune to, uh... to stay with me? Like you, you said... You dragons... don't like to say it, dragons are not loyal, you don't have to keep it with you at all. But it'll bring a lot more than 37,000 gold. And I know you're a man of... Well... But I tell you what, seeing as, uh... I'm not gonna lie, the dragon is intriguing to me. It's very intriguing to me, in fact. The dragon would be kind of cool. However, having a dragon, either keeping it or selling it, is gonna take time. So how about this? He just kind of, like, slams his hand on his, like, legs and just leans forward. You give me the dragon. And 10,000 gold, and we call it even, because I'm going to have to put a lot of time and effort into training the dragon to either be sold or to keep, you know? And there's going to be a lot of time in between that, and I'm going to have to go in my own wallet, pay off the client. So does that sound okay? 10,000 in a dragon, or just 35,000 in total? And you remove this bracelet now. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Narak, you are funny. 
No, I'm not going to give you. I'm not going to take the bracelet off until we've finished our transaction. Because what's to stop you from uh, just running? Like I say, there'd be no place I could go that you wouldn't find me. And there's definitely ain't any place you can go where I won't find you if you got the bracelet on. Either way, it's the same result. Is it not? So it doesn't matter if the bracelet's on you or not. But for my peace of mind, I get on until you've paid your debts. I mean, of course, if, if you ain't happy about it being on you, you can convince one of your friends to come along here. We can always do a swap. So they've got the bracelet on. After all, from the sounds of what you've just told me, it was their fault. I'll agree to the deal. Which agrees, which deals this? The thirty-five thousand, or the ten thousand in the dragon, or the the ten thousand of your friend? dragon? Very well, very well. Now, if I am, if I remember rightly, which I kind of do with my skins here, ain't you got a job to be on with this afternoon? So I would, I don't think it would uh, reflect well on you if you're going off on this job with Mister Reap. You've got. A cursed amulet on your shoulder, on your wrist. So I, I, I suggest doing it quite soon. You know. Leave it with me. I'll be back. No worries. I'll be right here. Well, I'll be either in the slums or uh, you know, you know what, Ragnarok. I'll be right in the entrance of the dark area. You know that statue. Okay. Meet me there, and uh, we'll get it all sorted. to be continued okay so with that then we're potentially at the last part for this session then we are with Gregor who a while ago headed towards the tavern am I just out, uh, just outside you are literally just entering the um, baneful squid now crumb crumb ooh alright Gregor what's All up right. Uh, exciting times. We're about to go on an expedition. Oh, yes. You've finally gone on the expedition. Yes. I've got a small problem, though. Have you seen a tiny little reptile? That was the, you, mean, you mean the one that's always in Ragnarok? Yeah, yeah. We've kind of lost him. Yeah, he, um, he's in Rag's room. <laughs> I hate to let him in. <laughs> Uh, he uh, he came he came home. Well, I say home. It's not really home. Well, it could be his home. It'd be nice. But no, he came he came back on Thursday morning, covered in chicken feathers and blood. Yeah. Now it doesn't take a mastermind like myself to figure <laughs> out what happened there, especially as half of the older residential area was on fire. So. I unlocked Rag's door and carried him in and put him on the bed. I don't remember the bed being quite as lumpy as it was, though. He's been a very bad boy. Well, he's probably. I mean, he's a dragon. Dragons do as a dragon does. But he did seem very happy on Ragnarok's bed. Not sure why. 
but he just kind of like landed on it with a chink and he just seemed to be very happy on top of that lumpy bed. <laughs> very happy indeed. Fantastic, I'll go in and get him. Well, his door's locked at the moment. Yeah. Can't let, I mean, I don't think I can let you in. It won't be right. Please, we need, we need Bimit for our... It wouldn't, it wouldn't be right to let another person in to someone else's room. Starts holding out his hand and just coughing. <laughs> it would be very immoral of me <laughs> to allow someone in <laughs> to someone else's room. Give it two pieces of gold. But it would still be kind of immoral for me <laughs> to let you into his room. Other pipes. Just kind of like three gold coins. So there's five gold coins. Just kind yeah. of like looks. Curls his hands shut. Just. Pulls out a key. It would still be very immoral if anyone to take this key that I've got loosely dangling in my hands and I'm going to put on this table right here, turn my back away from, and count exactly to 10 seconds. And if some immoral character decided to take the key, well, that's on them. One. Take it. Two. <laughs> three. As you take and you kind of like head up the stairs, you just four. Who <laughs> is gone? Alright. You are now outside Brad's room. Right, I unlock the door. Just like it. And I just said draconic. Bimit, be here. Ah, Kitten is back. At I'm last. Sorry about that. A bit of a. Well, it's complicated. We'll discuss it when we get going. Um, Bimit left alone. Bimit had to eat. Bimit yeah. had to hunt. Don't worry. We'll have some steaks for you soon. And yes, Bimit had to settle for chicken. Chicken is not steak. What is steak? Bimit ate lots of chicken and none tasted like steak. What was it? I was just wondering. What was that, sir? How was chicken? Just be honest. Chicken is acceptable, not steak. Oh yes. Don't worry. Only thing better than chicken is gold. It just kind of wiggles as he does so you hear like. <laughs> <laughs> I look. I look at the bed. It's like how much? You know how much. There is here. I was going to say, roll a perception as you're looking at it. Bim is just kind of like, ah, ah, gold. Bim it never leave. Remember, it is with disadvantage. Lever 13. There's a lot of gold there, more gold than you have. It, it's kind of, Rug seems to have tried to hide it by putting a cover, the blanket over the top of it, but there is that much of it. But the blanket is actually piled over the gold itself. There's like three layers of these golden coins before the actual blanket. There's more gold than you have ever seen. Right, I peel back the the blanket to have a look, good look at it. As you do so, Bimit kind of like scutters backwards and just kind of kisses at you slightly. You are now seeing, yeah, just row upon row, just a giant mound of gold in front of you. Why can't move bit from Bimit's hold? 
This is not yours, Bimit. It mine as much as it is kin's. Kin and I took it from small little man. I just we found him. it, and it's ours. I just <laughs> turned to her and go, What small little man? <laughs> little angry man. Little angry fighty man. <laughs> that image was not allowed to eat. <laughs> was this at the Fighters Guild? What was Fighters Guild? Where we all were, where I had my big fight. Was that the place? Oh, actually, hang on. I need to roll something here. That's why I wanted to find them first. <laughs> <laughs> Was that place that Bimit and Kin used to fire? You're talking about the bad down place. And that's flames, yes. Very big flames make Bimit be, but not as happy as a horde. Just kind of shuffles on the bed again. Kin and Bimit got this from nasty little man as reward. <laughs> I just stand there kind of like just silent for like a few minutes. And all of a sudden, just anger starts just building up. I just go, Bimit, leave the room. But, but hard. Bimit, hard. I said, leave! Roll an intimidation check. With disadvantage. Yeah, disadvantage, I'm afraid. Oh, is it persuasion? Yeah, persu uh, no, no, intimidation. Ah, uh, intimidation. Yeah, you're screaming at Bimmer at this point, sir. Meow. Pretty much, just like, leave. <laughs> Bimmit, stay with Bimmit's horde. Bimmit deserved horde. Kin didn't give Bimmit steak. None of Kin fed Bimmit for an entire day. I just look away and just look at them, look at the gold, and I just start pounding the gold on the bed. As you do, you pound it so hard because Bimit is still on the gold. You kind of Bimit kind of like rises in the air and then just slams onto the gold again. I pretty much I tear up the room at that point, literally. <laughs> As you're kind of like just ripping stuff apart, just throwing chairs across and making a racket, you just say, Oi! What the bloody hell are you doing in my room? Well, Ragnarok's room, but the room that I own will smash it up, Rigor, ain't you? If you are, you owe me gold. That's a lot of gold. <laughs> we'll call it. Well, just kind of like peers his head around the door. You kind of hear like creaking from the wood. And you just pierce his head around the door. You call it 30 gold for the room. I literally grab 
800 gold off the thing, off uh, the bed. And I grab about 300 gold and give it to give it to Crumb. Just kind of like in his hands. Ooh, you do slightly more than 20 gold. Take Is it. Ragnarok going to be a, um, okay with you giving me this gold? I honestly couldn't give a toss at this point. I just leave. Okay. As you leave, like it's just Crumb and Bimit in the room, just like, you! You're a dragon. Do you eat the gold? The Reaper, the Maelstrom, and the Thief is a Dungeons and Dragons show by Rollcast. Rollcast was JB as Ragnarok, Coogan as Gregor the Last, Gareth Ryan as Ivor Mylart, and Tom Crabb as the DM. Intro, midpoint, and outro music were provided by JB. Editing and sound mixing was done by Tom Crabb. As usual, we'd like to thank the following for allowing us to use their music. Alexander Nakarada, Avery Alexander, Darren Curtis Music, Kevin McLeod, Michael Gelfi Studios, Scott Buckley, Sword Coast Soundscapes, and The Seventh Midnight. Full links to all of the tracks are in the episode description, and all artists featured are, as usual, highly recommended. If you want to support Rollcast, then why not check out our socials? Follow our page at facebook.com forward slash cast that role. Follow and tweet at us on Twitter using the handle at cast that role, and subscribe to our YouTube channel using the handle at cast that role. You'll be able to get episode updates and random bits of lore and information on both Twitter and Facebook, and our YouTube page has all of our current episodes up in a visual format. Don't want to watch but still want to listen? We got your back. Look for Rollcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, Good Pods, and all other podcast platforms. Episode 8, The Expedition Begins, releases on the 22nd of February, so we'll see you all then. I'm going to go for a slash while I think on this because I wasn't expecting a that goddamn one. He's going to fall into the crits. I was going to say, like, like as, as a lowish number, that's fine. I know exactly how to play that, but a natural one, that's... That's something. The wood's on fire. <laughs> you might still do that accidentally with a natural one. <laughs>